Can't stop, addicted to the blue peas. Where's the drop? I talked with NPC. Choose not the life of Reddit dissertation. I choose thief to buy a better weapon. And you're listening to WTF in Von Adil with Spicy and The Fox Danger and Zan. Zan, okay, is that what we're going with? Okay. I don't know, I'm laughing at the intro. And today we're going to be discussing Rune Fencer. Yes. Instead of <laughs> instead of that weird like Red Hot Chili Peppers opening. That was Red Hot Blue Peas, okay, with their lead single, uh, Can't Find NPC. Is it Blue Peas or Blue Peas? Because apparently I can't say that right. <laughs> See, that's part of how this came up is, what was it, uh, was it Kavel was saying, is it Blue Peas as in B-L-L-O-O-P-I-E-S, or is it Blue Peas? It is clearly Blue Peas, because what the fuck is a bloopy? It sounds like a yeah. really bad alternate blimpy restaurant or something, you know? You know, I'm just going to enunciate when I fucking feel like it. How about that? I mean, I have no trouble not enunciating ever, so. Yeah, there we go. No one ever thought I said bloopies. Oh boy, Wait, yes. You're saying bloopies? No, no, no. See, bloopies is what we're saying. We're not saying bloopies is what, you know, we're saying. Like, if you said that girl's got a nice set of bloopies, you'd be like, okay, I understand what you're saying. But if you said she has a nice set of bloopies, you'd be wondering. Right. So, how are you, Fox? Uh, I guess I'm doing okay. Um, I got uh, access last weekend, so I was just getting over the the side effects those have, the muscle tiredness and all that shit. Um, aside from that, just doing uh, more class stuff like usual. That's usually what I have to report here. Uh, we just finished Bumba uh, as a group, so we don't have to worry about that fucking dragon anymore. Uh, that fight is so boring. And now we're going to switch over to uh, different uh, mobs in-game to... To farm off of. It's only boring if you mollywop him. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's honestly, there's no reason not to just mollywop him. And just go kill that dragon, man. And also, I mean, you're skipping over your life here, Fox. I didn't know you were such a huge fan of Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. So pre-show, I had to talk about how I had to go buy a He-Man action figure. <laughs> so I'm in this class that, for whatever reason, required me to talk about a toy and like genderization of the toy and all that stuff. And, and to do so, I had to go pick up a, a He-Man action figure so that I could talk about it and, and show it off. Mandated your inner carrot top. Yeah, it was really weird because, like, I was talking about how because of, like, the intense neck beard that I have. And, and obviously, you know, I'm a gamer who is not exposed to sunlight very often. Like, just just the picture of me wandering around, like, the, the children's section, like, looking for toys is kind of like a sight that, a, that you'd imagine they just call the cops on you for. So there's that. Yeah. My only question in regards to his toy, was it like when he's Adam and he's all dressed up, ready to go? Or is it like when he's in the spandex? No, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fairly bare chested, man. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about as standard as you would expect for He-Man, but no, there's definitely no spandex. That's for sure. No, yeah. He doesn't wear spandex. He wears like, a, yeah. uh, like the, the skins of his slain foes there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can call whatever's going on with that skins. That's for sure. Some barbarian sort of outfit going on. I don't know what He-Man you watched. Uh, yeah, I, was... didn't, I didn't grow up with He-Man. I, I was a couple of years past that. Uh, yeah, it was just a weird. It was just a weird thing, though. I, I don't know why I had to go buy the toy. <laughs> and college makes you do some weird shit, I guess. Um, but outside of that, yeah, right now I'm trying to to figure out what's going on with my inventory because um, you know changing up the NMs means that I have to go through the awkward. How do I store my gears to 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 properly access it um, for that little 15 minute total Odyssey intermission you get between NMs. So 
I'm trying to balance that. Uh, looks like I'll have to carry my summoner, beastmaster, and dancer gear on me. So it's like a bunch of shit that I can't store. It, it, it's just kind of frustrating that way. So I guess I'll just have to deal with that. Um, but other than that, man, it's been pretty low key. Um, I was gonna say, going to say, you know, you would at least bring your shining one. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you wouldn't just leave that there for multiple runs and not bring it. You would, you would do that. You'd, you'd bring it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'll have a, a nagling um, because we don't want to do light skill chains on Kalunga. Ah, wow. So prepared. Yeah, right. Mm. It's like I'm going to come with all of the stuff that my job has access to. And you know, also before we get off this He-Man thing, you could have also <laughs> what I would have done because of how I'm a jackass. I would have made it awkward when describing the toy. I would have gotten it, you know, holding it, and being like, as you could see. These firm pecs on this toy here, very uh, trying to assert the genderization of this manly stiff chest here, and you just just make it awkward and just linger your hand down the buttocks or something, you know, just just you know make them regret making you get that. Yeah, but you see, if I open the package, I can't go fucking return it. So. Oh, it's Walmart; they don't care. Uh, you could take a uh, shit on it and return it and say it, it was covered in shit. I don't want it. <laughs> they would take it back. I I don't know much about Walmart, man. I don't want to know anything about Walmart. I don't I don't typically try to ever walk in there. I haven't mastered their return policy, so I didn't want to risk anything. Well, you have to imagine, do they really want to be there? Will they just take it because they don't care because it's Walmart's money and be fine, have a nice day? Or are they going to be like, well, you, you see, you shoved the toy up your ass, so we just can't take it back. <laughs> I don't know. You'd probably just offer me store credit. I'll have to spend it all on beverages or something. <laughs> beverages? Well, it wouldn't be this nice shiner... Uh, what is this? Hill Country Peach Wheat. It wouldn't be this nice thing. Because, yes, the fruit beer is back, baby. That's how I am. Sounds disgusting. Oh, I just... Apparently, I, uh, you're I, having a good time with it, though, right? It's... It's it's very peachy. It smells like peach, you know? It's, uh... It's, it's Shiner. They do things very well. Uh, right. You know, it's, uh... It's not bad. I don't mind it. I, uh... I wouldn't be disgusted by it, like, with that horrible, uh... Spellbound Brewing, uh cherry belgium thing that, that was just fucking terrible i still I, I still have nightmares about that beer not often a beer can be that bad but yeah uh cold sweats <laughs> wake up in the night <gasps> but i'm doing all right i uh don't have anything interesting going on i mean i need less than ten thousand alex now i managed to get my time down on farming detritus to ten and a half minutes on blue mage that's fun uh so that's that. It was on Rune Fence the other day, which is good for this episode because I just happened to end up on Rune uh, dual wielding, which I had not done in like six years. So that was also perfect for the timing of this. Yeah, and I heard once upon a time that was a thing. Yes, it was. It was. And then it was, and we'll go into it later. But um, otherwise, nothing special going on with me here. I went swimming the other day. That was fun. Uh, you know, just, just basic stuff. Spend time with Carrot. All right, man. Getting chastised for not getting the YouTube videos out. It takes time to listen to those. Unless I just stick an image on and, and do nothing besides release the podcast audio, which I might as well just do at this point, then I get behind on those. I mean, I put out the podcast for all those on the same time almost every time regularly so that you have it immediately as we do the show to have it out weekly. But yeah, it's just the, the YouTube kind. I'm like, hey, you know, it's already out on podcast. It's just for people like, you know, Funkworks or someone we don't care about, you know. And uh, <laughs> I'm getting chastised for not getting them up now, so I got to get you know a double feature going here. Although we did get that very nice Ongo V15 up, which was quite a smashing success, I hear. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. 
don't know. It was one of the more boring strats. I I actually really wish we would have won that one with Ninja. Yeah, there there was it was just it there got was a lot. Yeah, later on it got too complicated when it gets access to the spell and it starts slowing you down. You don't have the time. V ten, perfect. Anyone can do V ten that way. Yeah, for with sure. a ninja, black mage, etc. But just it was not. Maybe if we were riding something like uh, with the black mage's one hour there and trying to just do the utmost, you know, bit of damage at the very start of it, maybe we could have squeezed it out. But I don't. It was. It would still have been very close at that point. So it was just better off not taking ninja for V fifteen. Maybe in the future it'll work better. Or just simplifying the skill chain to e spam. Maybe, maybe, but then you lose a lot of magic burst damage bonus because every tier of the skill chain gives you an extra ten percent. So it's true, and it wasn't like you were going slowly. No. Well, I, I mean, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it is a decent video for Ongo. Um, it is kind of a boring video strategy wise. Uses we just like making fun of Felgar is why it was a resounding success. Oh, okay. clearly they came to see Ongo. They left for Felgar. Oh boy. <laughs> So, uh, we do have an abject email here, and we could even get Zana well, in this well, one, how, I'm sure. Yeah, how's, how's Zana doing, though? Yeah, oh, well, oh, that's right. Didn't even ask how Zana is. How are you, Zana? Super rude. Oh, they're even feeling forgotten about. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you should. I mean, I'm on push to talk, so all the laughing is not heard, so now the rest of the audience is like, who's this weirdo in the background? Oh, that's me. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to be that weirdo today. Um, so other than dealing with connectivity issues, I guess, uh, we got a bad storm blow through here a couple days ago. I just haven't been able to keep a solid connection and gets really frustrating. Uh, past Happens that, to everyone. Yeah, past that, I... Wyatt doing coalitions because, you know, those are fun. Uh, and then tanking things and mostly catching base with all sorts of crazy AOEs and all, all that fun stuff. All right. So you can't keep a firm, strong connection, and you're taking AOEs to the face? You know, as soon as I said that, I realized that was all going to backfire me, and I hope all those jokes would just stay at work or crap like that. Not apparently in this podcast as well, so. Oh, it's too late. The uh, the, oh. the the pasta's in the water, and the water's boiling. Yeah, apparently the, hey, let's not embarrass myself, truly became, stick your foot in your mouth as soon as you get on the mic, like, okay, I can do that. You must let's think very highly of yourself, then. <laughs> Yeah, come on, man. We have spicy on here. There's lots of feet and mouth. Yeah, I mean, come on. The, the yeah, bar, no, it, the bar is pretty low. Well, so we're good. <laughs> the bar yeah. would hit you in the dick if you walk straight. Well, it sucks to hear about the connection. Um, I We have a guy in our group who is uh, <laughs> who lives nowhere near where you live, and he's also like dealing with, like not I think, some weather stuff, but like some of it's like... Construction. Ur- yeah, it's like urban improvement or some shit. And like, yeah, his, his internet constantly goes out. So they're, he's they're, gentrifying. they're gentrifying his yeah. fiber optic. The poor bastard, because he already does everything he can to try to attend what he can. So, nothing worse than being an Odyssey and losing all those points because you're not getting credit. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, and also, Cavill uh, mentioned after the last thing when I mentioned getting some four leaf balsamic. Um, it is not a universal because nothing in this world is standardized. Uh, certain makers of balsamic will include the leaf grade; others will not. And I don't know if it's non-Italians or not. We'll do it as well. I, I don't know. But um, there are different grades. You know, one to four is supposed to be a leaf tier. But you'd be hard-pressed probably in most grocery stores to find one like that. So the first thing you can do is look at the price. Is it $3 for a bottle? Because if it is, that's not the right one. 
is it you know like the cola vita or whatever it is uh that's great for reducing and putting on stuff you could do that as well uh, or just for using in general or making a dressing or something mixing with olive oil or something but um you know like a nice balsamic is going to cost not like a, an arm and a leg but it's going to cost you like maybe like 15 dollars a bottle of it you just use it very sparingly uh but the first ingredient to always get on the right thing there should be uh, like cooked grape musk or whatever it should not be uh like balsamic something because what they do is they cut it down with red wine vinegar and throw caramel color in to my 30 seconds of understanding i always knew the musk has to be first so look for the musk and if you can smell that musk you're in the right place and go for that but just you know if it says in the back of it that you can drizzle it on ice cream then you're probably at least at a three so it's supposed to be four but you know if you can smell that musk that's advice that you can only get here on spicing with ryan this is the only pans the only bands. So, yeah, can we man. explain these those ice cream stuff? Like, I, I I read it on the link you posted, and I almost don't believe. It. So, balsamic, you know, it's vinegar. It's oxidized, so it it's not like it's going to go bad. Like when wine oxidizes, the wine has gone bad. But that makes vinegar. The um, I forget the name of the um, it's it's uh, what the fuck the the bacteria that eats away at the wine to create the oxidization, you know, it's, it's a whole process of creating vinegar, but once that you have that, it's not like you can keep balsamic forever. That's why, you know, not, maybe not forever, but you know, you, you know, that's why they age it for up to 50 years or so and put it on the shelf because it just doesn't go bad. Keeping your cabinets fine. Um, but really fine, uh, quality age kind of balsamic. You can just, it's like creates like this intensity of, uh, like a complex sweetness and richness. And it's a lot different than the you know, the wasabi-esque cheap uh, kind of stuff that you'll, you know, throw in the pan and it'll grease your nostrils with the, the utmost of a scoring. But uh, you know, when you get like this really nice quality balsamic, it just it just changes the entire property of what you're having. So something that's kind of like, eh, like Brussels sprouts, if they're just like to roast it, eh, a little bit of nice balsamic on that. It just, it's fucking delicious. So that's the, that's the difference there. My meal grew three times more pretentious that day. I did. I had to actually Google the leaf thing. I didn't know how standard it was or not. I had to actually look it up when he said something, and I <laughs> then went and checked a grocery store, <laughs> and yeah. I could only find like one one line that had the leaves on there, and everything else did not, including ones that were not like worse ones, but were you know it's hard to find. You gotta go to like Whole Paychecks Foods or you know. I actually in Walmart they had like ridiculously expensive balsamics. I was impressed by their selection. I did not understand why, but in typical grocery stores they don't have shit. Well, when he returns the He-Man doll, he can buy some balsamic then for his meals. Yeah, that's actually fair. I, I think I could actually pick up the nice one for the price of that doll. You there know, you that's for sure. Even if you, have, I guess I could uh, accept store credit. Even if you have some mediocre mozzarella, which is typical mozzarella, just some of that on top makes it fucking delicious. It's true. Bread, garlic, anything like that. Just drizzle it. You'll never look back again because it'll be such an amazing... You'll look at that little thing of toasted bread with garlic on the side of your plate with a balsamic, and you'll think it's like amazing instead of just a small piece of toasted bread with butter and garlic. Anyway, now, yeah, that, we've, now that we've covered the what the food, <laughs> there's that segment that didn't... The unexpected segment segment. Yeah, man. We got an email from Adjet. Yes. Uh, the title of this email... Let me... You know, I, I want to get this right here because it's quite the title that we've not had before. I don't want to mess up here, like with the Aaron Carter lyrics. I had to make sure I have it in front of me. 
Should I install a brush boot scraper in my shower to save time? I don't think we have a... Uh, we, we don't have a complete canvas for this picture. <laughs> yes. what, what is the intent? I, I believe I he's got some muddy-ass, dirty-ass boots. And he needs to get one of those, like, you know, uh, wire scrapers. Maybe you've seen them for, like, a cat, I think, is my impression of a boot scraper. And it's, like, just a a wire in, like, the shape of a, a U that you, like, wipe your boots against with, like, the, the black bristles or whatever brown bristles. Just get the shit off your boots. So what do you guys think about this? Like, should he do this? Uh, I don't think you'd want the mud in your shower, which I think he knows this, but... That's fair. I don't think there's a way to save time. Just put the boots outside and wear them muddy again. I think if this, if he's honestly thinking about this and asking for our opinion, he's truly considering it and should probably make the investment. It might save him a long time. I think just some flex tape would fix the problem personally. You know, I thought Spi- Spicy almost seemed concerned about what I was concerned about. It, it and didn't end up quite getting there, but I, I think that... It's going to clog his drain. It, well, I mean, clogging the drain aside, in order to get the boots to your shower, generally yeah. you have to walk through your house. Yeah, what, what are these guys are going to be like pig pen here yeah well, i mean it's it's gonna cause more of a mess in the long run i think to install that in the shower especially if you intend to use it like well maybe it's only saving him time maybe he has someone else clean the floors so well I think, if he's got a bathroom right off the doorway to the entrance of his house like one of those half baths you see occasionally maybe he's got an outhouse could be installing it there or yeah or an outhouse he's got like an outside you know wooden shack of a shower or something he throws a water bucket in i don't know I mean, a couple most, of us, the roof. most of us here are no abject, and I, I think we're also making some grand assumptions about why he's installing the boot scraper to begin with. Yeah. I mean, it may not even be for his boots. I just don't think we have enough information. You know, now that you mention it, I don't think abject wears boots. What's happening? Actually, I was wondering about this because I seen in the notes from last week. If he hurt himself instead of maybe put him in a cast or something like that, they may have put him in a boot. So he might be trying to scrape all the stuff off walking all day in that boot. I appreciate this. Zahn has had access to the podcast notes section of the Discord that's saved for guests and, and people like us only. And he's had it for all of like an hour. And, True uh, and he's gone through and, and read the previous notes already to see that Abject broke his damn ankles. Worse than playing MJ. It was like the last thing on the notes. So I didn't have to go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone any farther than that, honestly. So, I want to start off with number one here, so we're not <laughs> dealing with the uh, the ass-cleaning brus- uh, bristles and brush here for the whole All right, episode. all right. So, so I was going to read number one, right? And then you're going to... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, dear Foxy Spice, while updating my Lua's... Lua's is with an apostrophe S. And <laughs> double-checking my ace sets, I was, uh, I, I was a struck... By a sudden amnesia that rendered me mentally restricted. So I, I was, was wondering. I was a struck. Tarnation. Uh, so I was wondering if you could ever go over the basics of haste and how it works for my attacks, spells, and I think someone once said something about job ability haste. I'm not sure. Uh, can you explain it to me like I'm five? I don't know about five, but can we get to you like you're 12? Yeah. So. I guess we start with the notion that, you know, being haste capped means that you're reducing any delays uh, down to 20% of its original. So you're taking 80% off. Um, you get there in different combinations of ways. So magic haste caps at 43.5, uh, 43.5. Um, gear haste 
technically count caps at 25.5 26 or 25 um it's all parts of uh 256 so the haste um, values may say two yeah. percent but they're not all exactly the right 256 it, values so certain pieces yeah. of gear we can't see you, you generally almost always have to go to 26 to make sure you are entirely capped that's mostly for the people who are about to nitpick that yeah basically but but you can you can pretty much assume that you want gear haste at about 26 percent um no lower than 25 though to be capped and then uh some combination of uh magic haste which is uh 43.5 it works off the same you know to 256 value and then you can have up to 25 percent job ability haste um so let's say you have like capped magic haste and capped job ability haste well that's 68.5 so in order to get to um actual 80 percent reduction you don't even have to have like the full 26% gear haste at that point, you just fill in the blanks. So as long as you balance all three of those ideas with getting 280 and not surpassing it, it's not like it's negative, it's just you're wasting potential at that point for other things being in those slots. Um, you're capping your uh, your attack speed and your spell recasts, things like that. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind uh, when it comes to haste, and that's really all there is to it. There's not much else. And some of you may be thinking, Fox but Fox, I have 25% gear, and I need to, you know, I can get 26, but the gear is much worse than the slot I have taken up by this piece of gear. What should I do? Well, stick with that better piece of 25, but if you were, say, a two-handed weapon user, and you were not getting full capped haste and needed to have more gear haste in this equation because you have capped JA haste. Uh, the difference here could be a Tempest Fujit or a Tempest Fujit plus one. You might need the plus one for that extra 1% haste versus the uh, situation where you're using this in your waste, which is not it's true. It's, it's not an uncommon situation, but I don't think people truly use this belt as they should. Um, you know, that, that the, would be an example. The Ioseka belt and the Selfie belt plus one are pretty commonly seen nowadays. Um, a lot of times your heavy armor jobs that wear like uh, wear like Harandi for whatever reason uh, that have like no job build or no gear haste on them whatsoever. Even just in like general. those are the ones where yeah. If you lose your wyvern on dragoon and you that's also awful. Yeah, you're gonna have to get that gear haste up, and generally your waste is gonna be the only one you're gonna do that in. Yeah, it comes from lots of sources. Just keep in mind what they are, and like actually talk to your buffers about how much haste that provides hopefully they'll know the answer and <laughs> if you don't know and then that way you can gear accordingly so that you're not just like wasting buff potential because i i absolutely fucking hate seeing that on dds i need to properly put my toggle for my tempest i have it on i'll usually use it manually when i know it's going to be a thing but i need to make my toggle functional for that and update my dragoon loa because fox put out that red mage loa in the in the uh github of Spicy's Lua's now, so that's still growing yep. in, in Lua's, but... Everything in there should work. Um, just let me know, or I guess let me know in Discord um, if there's anything that's, like, wrong with it, because I, I personally use it, and it's been fine, but I don't think that there's anything wrong, but, you know, there's always bugs that can come up. It is a fairly new Lua, um, but it is also tested, so it should be okay. Um, I do actually like what I did with the... Uh, uh, with the enfeebled duration timers, um, the actual uh, timers add-on or the debuffed add-on uh, does not keep track of spell timers the way it should. And that's just because it is kind of outdated. Um, this Red Mage Lua will give you accurate timers based on the gear you're wearing. So just kind of keep that in mind. And it's it's kind of a nice function that I'm going to try to build into more Luas as I release them. Like well, hot dog. I'm going to have to look yeah. at this Red Mage Lua. 
Yeah, it's got some interesting arguments down at the bottom, but it's nothing that's too too crazy. It's just about getting the math right. This show is an interesting argument. Number two, <laughs> as oh, much- also shout out to to Chia for helping me with uh with making sure that that math was right. I talked to him quite a bit for that one. Oh, Chia. Yeah, thanks, man. Wow, I'm so happy for once, Chia. He'll understand. Um, <laughs> number two, as much as I desperately want to chase Daddy's love. I seem to be struck. I seem to be stuck with this awkward ability to effectively play support roles. What is this low-key bitching? So maybe you could expand my DPS knowledge by giving me a basic rundown on PDIF. I tried <laughs> reading the page on BG Wiki, but there were so many paragraphs and graphs, and I felt the page was judging me. So I gave it's because up. Because it was. So I gave up. <laughs> and went back to looking up videos on how to become YouTube famous and never have to work at work or understand anything ever again. So basically, I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. Way to keep it real. I, I, I you know, I like the twists and turns that one took. That was, uh, that was all over yeah. the place. You really had to navigate that one. Yeah, but it got to a place where it's like, yeah, I, 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 I dig that ride. Okay. So... What most people understand about PDIF is the generalization that I usually provide, and it's it's 99% of the time, this is what you really have to understand as a DD. Uh, it's it's the ratio portion of it. It's not the entire portion of PDIF, because there's no way to explain PDIF to someone in a basic way, since you want a basic rundown. The basic um, way is put more attack on. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, but really, all you're doing is just making sure that you are hitting enough of a ratio above the attacker's defense um, in order to get the most out of your your job, uh, your job traits, and your uh, and your gear for physical damage limit. Um, as long as you're capped there, and then you're actually over capped in situations where you want to use your physical damage limit gear up to what it would multiply out to, um, then you're you're probably set. Uh, there are small optimizations that you'll be able to run by understanding, like, you know, the key ratio and all that stuff. Uh, it does add up. I don't want to trivialize it. But as far as what 99% of people who are trying to get their jobs need to understand is just look up how much more attack you need than the attacker's defense. And as long as you're hitting a decent ratio of those numbers, you're probably going to do fine. Uh, okay, now, Fox, as someone who posts in the XI subreddit, um, I'm already confused. Uh, because I'm an XI subredditor. Yeah, I mean, you're already and, on Reddit, so you're yeah, failing. So, can you explain to me, my, my brain turned off when you said ratio. Okay, so when, when we're in fourth grade, we learn about fractions, and there's a numerator and a denominator. I learned about He-Man in fourth grade, so. It's true. It's I don't doubt that. So, <laughs> basically, your attack is the top number, and their defense is the bottom number, and when you divide the top number by the bottom number, being a fraction, that is the ratio that I'm talking about. Okay, so I need more attack than the mom's defense. Yes, by a certain amount. By a certain multiplier. A ratio, yeah. a ratio you might say. So a certain times over, so perhaps yes. I might need like three or so, or maybe I have crit and need like four or so, and I just, is that no, weird? Is that the understanding is get enough attack to have four times more than the mom's defense? But, but Fox, how do I know the mom's defense? Well, you can look it up. <gasps> but but it doesn't say it on the wiki. So I tried to become YouTube famous, and it didn't have the answer there either. So I checked the subreddit, and basically I've done nothing at all, and I'm out of a lot of ideas. You can look up the JP wiki. 
but I can't speak Japanese. You can translate that page via Google. Yes, but I use Edge. Well, you fucked up. <laughs> I use Opera Browser, okay? I I'm a fan of the arts. Just, just go get Chrome, you fucking idiot. <laughs> just run both browsers, you'll be fine. In fact, the other, I, I'd probably talk out of my ass anyway. Like, the other app browsers can probably translate too. I just don't use them. So figure it out. Like, I, give, I gave you the Chrome road. You can go down the Chrome road if you want, because it's known good. Or you can explore whatever browser you want. Doesn't matter to me. But the answers are out there, and they're a lot easier to find than you're making it out to be by posting on Reddit. So, uh, Numa Dry. While the warmer weather is still here, what would you suggest for a nice grill out? I think the traditional burger is a nice staple. Is this kind of because I mentioned bean burgers? I mean, he's not wrong. So probably. So what? Yeah. So you were there, Zon. I think I mentioned it in, in. Yeah, I mentioned it in the chat. Fucking bean burger, dude. Yeah, it sounds like a strange omelet that you're making, though. Uh, yeah, man. You fucking philistines. So, what kind of burgers do you think would be best? The kind with a nice seasoning mixed into the meat, along with some breadcrumbs, are always tasty. I didn't know if that's gonna be a question or a statement. Though, what about those with cheese in the middle? Then again, some nice kebabs would be cool, since I heard that the gout is on the rise, and I wouldn't want to get the king of diseases and a disease of kings, end quote. I don't know what to do with that. That came up because of our Odyssey run. I remember that one, when I mentioned I, gout, and I think he goes, what is gout? I was probably focused on the content, and I must have missed that. I, uh, and I, I distinctly remember this gout conversation we had. Ugh. He's not cleaning the gout, the grout, but he's he's avoiding it. I make awesome burgers out of meat. Um, I'll usually theme them in some way. So kind of akin to what you'd expect from like, I don't know if everyone has like Red Robins in their area or something like that. Um, but basically how they theme their burgers to like a certain kind of flavor from like a certain kind of region. Like I do that sort of stuff with burgers. It's real nice. You know, you can use different kinds of meat. I, I'm a big fan of buffalo, actually. Buffalo is a delicious meat. New York? or No, no, no. Um, the, well, the animal. Not all of us are affording these fine cuts of bison here, Fox, to make burgers with. It's, it's true. A, it's, it's a burger. Yeah. I've not and there had, are more delicious ways to do it. So what kind of bison. burger do I think would be best? I would say it's probably bison. It's, it's real nice. You know, I might have to try bison sometime because I've not had bison. You're you're missing out on a good burger. But when you said theme the burgers, I was thinking of like Bob's Burgers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, what's your what's your take on burgers, man? So, I definitely would say Bison Burgers is probably one of the better burgers I had. Uh, but probably going with the kebabs. I want to go with the kebabs in this case. It's because it's different, you know. Uh, like we it's talked gimmicky. about the bean burger. It's not it's gimmicky. So gimmicky. It's Mediterranean. Though. No, it's not gimmicky. The meat's on a stick. The meat doesn't have to yeah, be Yeah, but that's stick. perfect for, like, a barbecue where you got to hold the meat in a stick and then you got, like, a beer in your hand or something and you don't yeah. want your hands all dirty. You know, it's, it's good. It's, it's I got tongs for that. You, you eat a burger with tongs? What are you, a robot? No. Do you cut the burger with the fork and knife? <laughs> do you have, do you oh, have, fuck that. Do you have a steak in your ketchup and eat your pizza with a fork and knife? What is this? See, I was misunderstanding it. I thought you meant you grilled them like that. Well, no, but yeah, yeah you if, do. If you're going to, you do. Well, I know you do, but I mean, I have tongs to deal with it in that situation. Well, when Otherwise, you're eating, them, I have a fork. When you're eating them on the go yes. in a social event in a park, you know, there's not always like an accessible napkin, or you don't always like have a place to wash your hands or want to, for that matter, you know. Maybe I was thinking he was sitting out back drinking some beer or oh. some maybe some fine wine. 
grilling of, himself, of, of, and that's why the kebabs. It's something wine. different. That fine wine had a bit of an attitude on it there. The yeah, fine wine. Well, fine wine. Uh, you know, because sometimes you're playing horseshoes or something, and uh, you know, nothing's worse than a greasy ass horseshoe from a bison burger hand. And you know, kebabs have a function. Actually, I'm wondering if plays horseshoes. Yeah, I don't know. Who, the, the same people that play hang- horseshoes. The same but people do you guys that have play hand grenades. Up there? Well, you have to be more specific. Uh, cornholing or the game of cornhole? The game of cornhole. Okay, okay. Because uh, I think they have cornholing in every place. No, the game of cornhole. Like Because I feel like horseshoes has gone away over the last 20 years. Uh, I've seen I would more agree. people playing cornhole. I, I think cornholing is a somewhat po- activity that's growing in popularity. But uh, for those who don't know what cornholing is, perhaps you are in a more civilized country. It is when you get a piece of wood with a hole in it, and you get a bean bag, a bag full of, like, beans or sand or some object, you know, that kind of thing. And you're supposed to throw it at a distance into the hole of, like, the propped-up wood, you know, and that's that's cornholing. I don't know why, but that's cornholing. I always called it playing beanbag, but uh, I've come to hear recently cornholing is more of a uh, term used for it. So maybe it was more popular in a different region that would use that lingo, and it has been exported to the rest of America. <laughs> Because I always called it, you know, you want to go play beanbag. So I heard it cornhole in the Midwest. Uh, you think Funk's available? Oh, no. I don't know. What's, that's on you guys if you want to call. No, no. We don't, need to, we don't need to call Funk about cornholing. Maybe he's cornholing right now. You know, it's possible. The great cornholio, okay. he needs pee-pee for his bunghole. I don't really think we need to drag him into this one. <laughs> Funk, you can thank me for that later. Uh, I'm sorry. Can't stop addicted to the blue peas. I don't know. I, I've never been afflicted with gout, so I, I don't really know what the. Well, we also mentioned scurvy, so I'm just glad I didn't bring that yeah. one up. Well, I mean, yeah, I, you got to watch out for scurvy, though. You don't want that. Like oranges, <laughs> oranges are good for you. But uh, I, I don't know about the whole the whole gout thing. Like, I eat lots of meat; it's fine. I, I don't get gout. As if, someone... you, if you're if you're prone to gout, I guess don't eat a ton of meat. I don't know how that works. You have to go get your uric acid tested. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, as someone who avoids meat, uh, I will say that a burger can often be, a a traditional you know, ground beef burger can be very underwhelming and sometimes flat out disappointing. And sometimes flat out disgusting. Um, When I had first met Carrot and I was visiting for the first time in uh, California, uh, there was a thing about how her, uh, stepmother wanted to make a burger or something, and, uh, Carrot, like, had a look of dread in her face, I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, it's really bad. And I'm like, so can we not do that? <laughs> and that was a, that was a thing, someone got offended. Uh, so, sometimes they can be really, really bad, sometimes they can be dry, Sometimes they can be a well done burger. Is I would not eat that. That's disgusting. No, that that's fucking dry, hockey puck charcoal shit. That is not good. Now, if you have really intense fire and get like a nice medium rare burger with a char on the outside, that's different. That is different. A black and burger. That's pretty much ideal at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and since a salmon burger is more prohibitively expensive than just having a bison burger, because they do make salmon burgers, and that's cool. I, I'm a big fan of salmon. I think that a burger besides, depending on the item you're making, like if you're making a turkey burger, which can be really bad or really good, 
depending. You have to be really sensitive in how you're cooking that turkey burger because turkey gets dry really easily. And a dry turkey burger is worse than any other burger I could imagine. It is dry and not enough sauce in the world will save that fucker. No, not. But bean burger, very underrated. Another story with Carrot that visit as well. Uh, They took me to some diner. As a person who comes from the state with the most diners by far, uh, this was probably the worst diner I have ever been to in my life. And I asked for a bean burger, thinking I was going to get, you know, like a black bean burger seasonings. Da, da, da. And what I got was t- the bun was the top bun was beneath the bottom bun. And the buns were both facing up with a burger on it, which was not a good burger. And then pretty much what equated to an entire can of like Bush's baked beans dumped on top of that. So I looked at the plate <laughs> and it's something with beans. And I go, so where's the burger? And then I realized that the patty was buried beneath the beans, which was on top of the bottom bun and on top of the top bun, which was now soggy from the beans. And uh, I'm still made fun of to this day for ordering that. Did you eat that shit with a fork? I, I basically didn't eat it. That, that uh, I did not. I just kind of went hungry. That was That was embarrassing. That was the worst burger ever. But yes, so not that kind of bean burger, which had to be mentioned because it still scars me to this day. But, you know, even a good burger, it's all in the seasoning. It's all in how you make it. You know, if you enjoy the texture and taste of beans as I do, and you got the right seasonings going on there, you can really customize that shit out to be, as I was saying in Discord, since this wasn't mentioned, that a well-seasoned, well-done bean burger is better than the average cheeseburger that you will find so i stick by that one so all right and p.s is there for you fox oh geez all right so p.s postscript any word on when fox is going to live with his gonna go wait any word on when fox is going to go live with his live 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 oh man what are you it's almost like the english language is convoluted um, live with his OnlyFans, where he bears it all and shows us his gear sets for all his jobs, including videos of him soloing or showing us how he handles Big NM's solo, Abject Heart. So, I mean, I, I guess I'm technically doing that by providing Lua's because it does have all my gear sets in there. People can see how not special they all are. Um, as far as like videos of me soloing stuff, no, I'm probably never going to release videos of soloing things, but. Um, I'll talk about it later. People can feel free to do the same things if they want. Are you going to bear it all? Uh, I mean, I'm not wearing pants right now. Uh, neither am I. This is a no pants zone. Zon. I should probably take mine off then. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, are you it's, doing? It's, yeah. We, we would like to request This is that. the peer pressure that Fox had to talk about in this class. Okay. <laughs> For I, real. I'm, I'm trying to resist, but apparently I got to take them off now. That's. Yeah, we talked about cornholing. Why are they still on? Yeah, otherwise you won't fit in, man. I, uh, and I will also for this. I will okay, also maybe say I did. before maybe I we did. get off the burger thing because it came to mind. If you want a nice exotic burger and you want something different for one time, um, with all the other fixings you might generally put in the burger, tomatoes, maybe some lettuce, cheese, etc. Um, which also I don't do ketchup in my burger. I don't. Um, I'm not a fan of ketchup anymore. I'd rather use like sriracha and other things that are more of a an impact but um if you want an exotic burger uh sauerkraut 
with some interesting mustard, not just like, you know, French's. I wouldn't wouldn't use French's. And then lingonberries with horseradish. Mix those four up on top there. That that is a exotic burger right there. Sounds awfully exotic. The lingonberries and horseradish work really well together. I believe that. Yeah, horseradish and, and a lot of uh fruit on the, the tart end is uh is generally a good thing. Same family as cranberries, that. except they grow on bushes and cranberries grow in bogs. Yes. Yes, they do. Well, I'll get back. I'll I'll try that this weekend and I'll post it in the Discord how I liked it. Well, I it's, it's kind of finding lingonberry. Yeah, have no pants on and take a picture. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> oh, leaving no. the pants on. Uh, You're uh, pressuring me into the food, not the pants. Uh, wow. See, I mean, whatever makes you we're comfortable. We're going to have to then. label parts of Discord NSFW now, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Um, but yeah, you're going to have trouble finding lingonberries, uh, is the problem. Like, I'm talking like a lingonberry preserve spread. Not just like, you're not going to find straight up lingonberries in the store, but you have to go like in a European aisle or something to get the lingonberries. That's right. But if you do, it's good. So, Runefencer. How long have we been doing this? I haven't talked about Runefencer yet. Not as long as we usually do. We're making good time. I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't talked about Runefencer before this episode. Well, I mean, well, we, we do in passing, right? Here and there. Yeah. Room is my second job. I mean, well, it was my second job after having jobs and then going down to only playing blue when Adeline came out. And then I need a new job and Room became my second job. But I, I had like Core and Black Mage and Thief and, you know, Dragoon and those kind of things first before Rune. But Room became my second job. But Zahn's going to tell us all about his Rune story. So Rune was. Probably my I lost count. Let's be honest. Uh no, actually Rune's probably my check your third headboard job for since coming back. Wait, what? Said so check your headboard for notches so you can keep count. Uh there's twenty two notches on the headboard right now, so like I'm I'm out. <laughs> Every I, job. There's actually a twenty third here, but for some reason it says chemist. I don't understand. Chemist. Uh, it says that too. I need Yoshi P to tell me more about this. Oh yeah, there was a new stuff with the, uh, with Matsui and uh, Tanaka, or whatever for the the thing we talked about Yoshi P last time. They put out some new We Are Eleven bullshit, which I say bullshit in a very loving and endearing term. So we'll have to get Funkworks on maybe soon to go over this because it wasn't like last time where there's a thing to talk about here because we didn't even check it out. We just saw it existed. So we'll have to get Funks to uh, to give us the four one one on that later. But yes. So Runefencer. Yes, Runefencer. So, Runefencer. Um, so I picked up Runefencer when Seekers came out back in 2013. Yeah. Because everybody was like, oh, it's the it's what Red Mage should have been. But then again, Blue Mage was also what Red Mage was supposed to be. And every so other Scholar. job. Scholar. Scholar was supposed to be Red what Mage. Red Mage was supposed to be. And at the time, I don't think the community had figured out, was it a straight tank? Was it a pseudo tank? Like a job that devs gave us and then they were going to develop into a tank like ninja or fox wasn't around for when that came out but when rune first came out it was like a laughing stock and no one liked it and everyone thought it was shit and se actually buffed rune like right away they had an update just buffing rune i got so that yeah that was rune they did buff it uh right as they buffed it though is when i did take a break at five years it was a while I came back and I remember I still had actually that was the job I locked off on, which was funny because I came back. I was like, Rune Fencer is garbage shop. Like, no, I'm not cool with it. And talking to one of my else mates a couple of months ago, we we're like, oh, we need uh, another tank, mostly because our tanks don't really want to tank ambuscade. And I was like, 
<sighs> I guess I will tank, which really was key for like, please, I'll do anything but Geomancer right now. Like six months in Geomancer, I'm kind of like burning out on Geo. So picked up Rune Fencer. It was already leveled again because I had leveled it during the Abyssia release days. And I started realizing... It wasn't out with Abyssia. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, with the Seeker days. And I started realizing the job was actually more fluid, especially for a tank, than I remembered Paladin being. So I remember the old days, Paladin 75, Paladin coming up through the, the Abyssia days. It was kind of like, just sit here, get beat up, heal yourself a little bit, what you can, and manage to not lose hate. Because it didn't have all the enmity utilities that it does now. As I played a little bit more, got to learn some of the mechanics behind it, I was like, man, I really like this because it's a lot more fluid than I originally remember and then what I've seen Paladins do over the probably about year I've been back. Enjoyed it, and I remember being told by a lot of former rune fencers who were like, yeah, I, I liked it, but the job was always constantly changing. There was always something going on. You had to always either rebuff, debuff, do something like that, and I just didn't like it. And I was like, that's actually what I enjoy about this job. It's always doing something. I don't feel like I'm sitting on the sidelines going like, okay, maybe I should ask here. I have uh, tools. Maybe, yeah, there's tools, there's things there, there's resources, especially coming from a Geomancer and a Red Mage, where it was like, on the back with the support, I'm not really trying to get into the fight because there's other things I can be doing right now. All right. You have a two, Fox. How'd you get into Rune? Well, I got into Rune on accident. So when, uh, when I came back to the game, played for a little while um, doing like white mage stuff generally or red mage stuff uh, for the most part and then um my buddy uh my one of my real life best friends decided to play the game and he uh he decided that he wanted to, to play through the entire game as beastmaster i've told this story before um and then i got on rune because it was one of the few jobs i didn't have at 99 because i had just been freshly back and we leveled it together through all the content in the game and all the appropriate levels and stuff. And I found out that Rune Fencer was incredibly broken uh, in terms of power level of that job compared to where other jobs were at that time. So um, the, like basically the way Rune is now and through its leveling progression and everything, it is so much easier to do old school content on that job at the appropriate level the than it was back broken. in the day. Oh, it's super broken. Just just having access to magic evasion alone makes a lot of those fights super broken. Like it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I got into it that way. Um, I thought it was a, a pretty interesting tank. Uh, I was still sad uh, because back when I quit, um, it was right when Red Mage was no longer a tank anymore, and I missed all throwing all the levers that you had to throw to be a good tank on Red Mage. And Rune Fencer kind of felt like that uh, for the most part. So I, I really like being able to um, play an interactive tank. Is, is how it felt and I wasn't really like heavily into Paladin yet at that time so I didn't really have like a lot of bases of comparison so like I was a, a Red Mage first and then I was a Ninja and then I was uh, a Rune Fencer but uh, Rune Fencer is, is basically the tank I ended up going as for, for many years uh, from that point on um, simply because tanks are just in demand and, and people just need them for creeps oh one thing I can say though is that uh, and that I do like to say is that for people who think you have to have an Epio for content, um, I have tanked, except for like Odyssey, I have tanked all of the content in this game the hard way with an A tier. So I don't want to hear anyone bitching about someone not having an Epio because it's definitely possible. 
Wow, look at this guy showing off. No, anyone can do it, I promise. You just have to go fucking do it. You can do it. Uh, I am sitting about a month away from finishing Coalitions, and the IPO will be a nice bonus to some some content because then you can kind of like hybrid focus a little bit better. Yes, that's what I, I don't like use it. Most. Yeah. Frankly, if you have damage ma- um, managed and if it's in like a more magical fight, uh, using Nagling is, you know, if you the FBO is not helping you at that point for magic damage. So unless you need an enmity, then using a Nagling and just fighting with Savage Blade might be a better way to keep hate and kill mob. Yeah, there's actually quite a few Odyssey fights um, where if I were to go uh, Rune Fencer, I probably wouldn't even use FBO because the mobs don't really seem to hit that hard, um, especially like uh, Ongo. Um, uh, yeah, like Ongo and Embos, like they they just don't hit you hard. I think Ongo, so, especially with Black Mage, is an area where you don't have to worry about the enmity. And I think using a Nagling or something in there, but you're not solid. See, the problem is you're not sub properties. Yeah, you're not sub ninja though, so you're not going to have the TP gain, unfortunately. So maybe just keep it FEO. But still, if you, if that wasn't a thing there, then a fight like that, if they ever add new stuff that matters now. Um, well, what's funny about that is um, for for a job like Rune, a lot of times people are like, "Oh, we'll just go to Nagling because you know Savage Blade." Well, in, in a situation where you may want some skill change compatibility with like a sword. Um, it might be better on a fight like Ongo for a Rune Fencer to use um, Malignant Sword instead. Yeah, that's why I carry one, because it does have resist, yeah. and I made a funky-ass resist set if you were just focusing on needing to resist uh, status ailments on the Rune Guide on BG. And you get some... like It was like it was like some ridiculous tier, like 70, almost 80-plus resist with all the gear you can throw on or something like that. So, um, but it was Ambuscade, though, that uh, that you had originally... Because when we talked before, I got the impression that it was Dynamis, uh, that, that you were more focused on tanking at the start. I have to check now what I just said, so I don't have to make a correction. Oh, not, not you, I'm sorry. I, I'm being real ambiguous with, with you, so Zan. Uh, I thought you were saying it was uh, it was Dynamis that you had started with, so it was actually Ambuscade? So, I guess I was just wrong. I, I think I may have misspoke on the way I described how I started. Uh, Ambuscade was like the small group. Like just, just trying to learn how to actually tank and do things because it was easy, especially with pickups. Yeah. But Dynamis was the trial by fire. It was like, all right, don't get it, man. Like, good luck. Like, uh, I don't know if I can do this or not. Nope. See you later. Have fun. Go tank this. Like, okay, we're gonna really see if I actually know what I'm doing. And that was the true trial by fire. That was like, the, okay, can I actually do this? This is is this something I know, or is this something that like, hey, I'm playing it, but you know. Being support and seeing the mechanics as opposed to actually having to deal with the mechanics are two different things. And that's when it was, Dynamis, again, was the trial by fire. It was like, all right, best of luck, man. Like, okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> it's 96% resist you can get on Runefencer. That's pretty good. In gear with Malignant Sword, full Volte set from Juno, the uh, Hardy Earring, and the Staunch Tathlum. As well as also the Cape. You can get resist 10 in your Ogma Cape. So that'll be about, what, 48% against an NM. So resisting half of everything thrown at you would be... So depending on the fight, you know. And that's just the flat resist check. That's not the Mac check. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty decent. The set runs lower magic evasion, though, so you would be using it. It's not bad. It's not the worst thing, but you all your accessories and stuff are focused on either resist or damage taken. So you have like 30, and, and 30% uh, PDT in that. 
and to clarify what I said there too, because some people won't understand what I meant by that is uh, you have a, an actual like trait resistance check that that will trigger first. And then your magic accuracy check will kick in if you happen to fail your, your resistance trait. So what Spicy's talking about is gear that like buffs, uh, like resist all basically. So in order for something to enfeeble you or have some sort of added effect or anything like that, as long as it's not an aura, it has to pass that check that he's talking about. And then it passes your mag magic accuracy check or magic evasion check. And then it'll land on you, you know, if, if you fail all the above. So it's, it's nice having that extra layer as long as you don't have to sacrifice too much for it. So it, would this be a, a good time to stop for two seconds and say how magic <laughs> evasion and elemental resist and then... Because I could do it instead of having yeah, you do it for once. I mean, so yeah, definitely. Yes, thank. I want my turn to shine and be all intelligent for once. You can have it. I don't want to be lost in the toy aisle here. Yeah. So you can have a million magic evasion, and the mob could have one magic accuracy, but you cannot fully resist anything. If I put that in the most basic of terms without some sort of at least one elemental resistance to that magical and feeble. So if you're getting hit with some move that does paralyze and you have a million magic evasion, you need one uh, ice resist at least to make sure that you are fully capping your, your magic evasion there against it. Because for some reason, it's only been found out more recently and now the JP blogs are also now spreading it around more because I saw it recently. What one was it we were doing with Vardius or something? Or even after that, like one of the blogs had just covering the subject that Martel was also testing. I don't know who did it first. Maybe the JP's if I had to guess, not that it matters, but um, you need that extra bit of magic uh, elemental resist there. And then after that, that's your initial, I think that is evading the hit. And then after that, you have a resist check to ailments. So that's what it was. Yeah. So having, and that's also halved against an M. So the resist ailments on the staunch Tatham, which everyone basically uses generally because it just fits the slot, uh, is plus 11. So that's going to be 5% against NMs. But that's a separate check. So Miller is 5%. Uh, if you're resisting a high rate from your magic evasion and, and elemental resistances, which they they add together to be the same magic evasion. So if you have 500 magic evasion and you're getting it with a nice move and have a bar spell for 200 on, then you have 700 magic evasion to that. But it's just that extra, you need a, at least one in there. For whatever way the game was made, you need at least one. But then after that, if you fail to evade at that point, which you will generally evade if you have that covered, that extra little resist check, it may only be 5%. But if it's, you know, if you're failing to evade 5% of things, 5% off of that 5% is still, as a separate check, is nicer than having <laughs> one single check. Because math. So why is this so fucking special rune, then? Because rune excels in this this area, which Zahn's going to tell us about. Magic evasion. Alright, so for magic evasion, when you uh, use a magic evasion, you're going to use your bar spells and your runes to help you in erading... Spells. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. That's really all that that's is. really yeah. basic. How it is is because each element slowly adds to the, or to the evasion as you increase it through either the, bar, uh, the runes or the bar spells. And it adds like an actual evasion for just that element. I find new runes have trouble with this, even though in order to get your uh, AF or whatever, yeah, they true. make you do the little mini game where you have to use the opposite element to counter the uh, spell. So, oh no, I'm being hit with fire. Better use an under rune. Oh no, that's water. Why would I want you know, any bard's fine with this? But I find that often new runes, even Carrot had a problem with it for a while. It's like, which, which rune do I use to counter this? It's, you know, that's a, that's a problem yeah. for people. 
so yeah it, it is a huge problem for newer runes like a lot of them don't really uh get what's going on i mean if, if you think about any other job in the game um unless you have like both a bard and a white mage you're really only going to get like primarily a single type of, of major resistance set to you um through the use of bar spells um rune fencer gets their own bar spells yay but i mean it's not going to be better than a white mage is obviously but um, what a Runefencer also gets to do is they get to emulate bar spells, the, basically the same kind of effect, just kind of to a different degree, lesser degree, um, by being able to put up to three runes in a single element or across multiple elements. So you can either stack on that bar spell or you can augment that bar spell and that carol with three up to three additional runes, protecting you from three additional elements. And um, it just all factors into that magic evasion. And um, you, you basically have like, a broader scope of control for how you want to shape these buffs is, is the way I've always seen. Yeah, which, I mean, I think SE's intention of making Rune was very clear-cut and well-implemented, in my opinion. It's basically the the foil to Paladin. Paladin, well, though it gets a lot more Magic Evasion gear now with Sakpata, it's basically able to keep up with Rune on many things now that it could not even touch before, so it's a root of the argument somewhat. Oh, yeah. Um, not completely, of course. There's definitely reasons why just having Sakpata is not enough as a, a paladin yeah. versus what Rune Fencer can bring to the table. It's definitely true. But uh, you know, Rune wears light armor, and sometimes getting hit, especially when you're pulling a lot of mobs, even with Epio, having that low defense is the counterbalance to paladin there. So you get hurt. It hurts. It's really an interesting design choice too, because like great. With the way that the attack on these mobs is so scaled, um, at least in in the Sheol farm, because in the jail farm, um, those NMs seem to hit like little pansies. You know, I don't really understand why their attack is so low. I guess I shouldn't be complaining, right? Because I want to be able to beat the content, but whatever. Um, but it's so strange that in the the Odyssey segment farms, those mobs have such a higher attack than we're used to having that uh, Rune Fencer can end up getting overwhelmed if you're not prepared for it with uh, enough defensive buffs, that sort of thing, even with a uh, higher PD uh, physical damage taken. Much more pronounced than it ever was in the past now. For sure. Have you managed to do a, a lot of Odyssey yet, uh, Zen? I have a couple of times. It didn't really work in my favor, so we stick with the Paladin tanking for the segment farming. I have gone in and done a couple of the NMs as a rune fencer, and like you mentioned, things don't actually hit as hard, and I think the biggest reason behind that was SE wanted us to play more with the mechanics of the fight itself than going, oh, it's a boss. Oh, he hits like a truck. Great. I think... Yeah. That Rune Fencer and Odyssey. Well, well, if you know, if you get mins from your minis, mini, we, whatever they are, um, Knights Min. Yeah, I, I call them mins, and everyone's like, "We mean minuet," and it's like, no. So I always shut have to, the fuck up. I always have to like be clear on that one because the problem is you're getting the attack songs on Rune. You don't you want them in this case. As long as you're getting at least one, hopefully two, with some food, you you're not getting hit up too bad. But a paladin's still going to laugh at those hits compared to Rune. I still think Rune in Odyssey has to be set up better. So shout groups will still yell for runes, of course. Everyone sees it. It's not going to stop because it's a viable shout to get in there and start doing your stuff. But I think Rune would be better set up with a group like a dancer, a thief that also brings Nagling because you need it in there, and ninja jobs like that. Shining one? You know, and doing the same role as a paladin in this case, uh, but with uh, mambos on, and everyone in the group has mambos, you don't have to worry about having that white mage there. Well, you have the dancer, too. You don't have anyone besides the dancer at that point. And yeah, just... I've actually been really curious about trying the the mambo thing with uh, with Rune. 
I, I think that's actually really interesting. Because you won't get destroyed when you get hit, but if you're evading the hits, it's a lot better than trying to go toe-to-toe. And Rune Fencer gets a good amount of evasion, and with Naomi gear now and stuff like that, you can get a good amount, and sword play is always nice, but you can you can evade on Rune. A lot more, a lot more and, than Paladin and, can. And Zan, you're not alone in that experience either. Like there, oh, yeah. there's a lot of runes in in my group that Spice is a part of. Like we don't have them go rune specifically for that reason. And a lot of times in like their idol sets, a rune will definitely be fine. It's in the mid cast sets that it starts to yes. be kind of strange. Runes got and that's shit where mid cast. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad. Spell interruption rate on rune is a joke compared Lackluster to lackluster at best compared oh, to yeah. Paladin. And then and the part, it's yeah. Taeon gear, and you just get raped. It is Taeon yes. gear, and the other thing is. Depending on how you build your sets, you can lose a heavy amount of HP. Oh, you're going to. Yeah, absolutely. Because out of that, um, lose the Especially of coming from some Naomi in the tanking set or even some of the uh, plus three relic, you're going to lose a significant amount of HP, which now, if you drop, let's say, 300 HP from uh, 3100, I think is what I roughly average around 3050 to 3100. Plus taking a hit while in mill casting. Of course, you have all the spell interruption gear, so you're not getting that much more uh, physical defense or damage. I'm sorry, physical damage taken or damage taken. You're going to feel those hits. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, think about it. Like a single mob can crit you for like four to 600 damage, right? And if you have, and, and like this is an individual mob's single crit chance on a, on a mob that can frequently double attack as well. So if you have like nine or 10 mobs on you, all with the ability to hit you like that. Uh, think about the the kind of like gap in your armor that that really is, because it's it's pretty massive. No matter how fast your your spells cast. So just for an example here of comparison, since I pulled up the misc sets here in the rune guide because I labeled out the HP and everything. So typically in a lot of the sets you're going to have seven, eight, nine hundred, even a thousand plus HP, which you can generally replicate for around eight, nine hundred or so in your sets in your swaps generally. But when you put on Spawn eruption rate gear for AoE, enmity casting, stuff like that when you have mobs hitting you, or just in general for your foiling and, you know, that. Not only are you dropping your enmity plus to, let's see, I mean, you can get, you know, reasonably about a little over 100 normally without worrying about spawn eruption rate on rune, which I think Paladin also has an easier time getting enmity gear in general. Yes, much. Uh, yeah, but, you know, you're automatically just to cap spell eruption rate. You're already gone down to plus 67 enmity. And now if you want, and that's at plus 573 HP in the set I have here. So you've lost about half your HP and 40% of your enmity almost. And now you only have 17% PDT in that set. Just to cap your spell interruption rate. So you've, you've dropped a ridiculous amount. Even with Epio, you're not even close to cap on PDT there. And it's all lower yep. uh, defense stuff here. You're talking Rawhide, Wristbands, and Taeon Body. And that's even with Agwu's cap here. The newest, best piece you could possibly use for spell interruption rate because it has more defense. And some fast so case. I made a bold statement earlier when I said that you know I've tanked everything in the game in an A tier, right? And, and Spicy made fun of me. It's like, oh well, you you know, look at this guy, this gatekeeper. But but with, when you break it down like that, it just goes to show that when you're a, a newer rune fencer, you really have to plan out your casts a lot more. Mm -hmm. And Epio kind of for me, it it actually made me. It's kind of like the Yagrush for White Mage. Well, like when I got Yagrush, it was similar to like when I got Epio. I just started becoming really really lazy as a rune fencer because like stuff didn't hurt me anymore, so I didn't have to be quite as as technical about how I did things back when I only had access to an A tier. So for like new runes listening to this right now, like if if you can 
be awesome about like the way that you understand you have to complete casts and like when your timing is and all that like if you can pay attention to all of that you'll be a much better rune fencer long run than someone who just like bought their way into an epio and just you know pretends like they know what's going on like because it, it honestly it's made me lazier as a player i'll just be straight with you guys like, aquavale is that. your friend aquavale sure. yeah, is definitely. important you don't have to always use your spell interruption rate set aquavale will stop a couple casts there which is very helpful on NMs when you're one-on-one. But also, I got 573 HP there. I'm talking 80-plus is from Taeon. Another 80-plus is from your Cape. So you have less than 500-plus HP if you don't have HP-plus augments on your uh, Taeon there. And if you wanted to, you could bump up your HP there. I made another set here to cap DT and spell interruption rate for PDT being capped. Uh, But now you have plus 700 HP, which still isn't that great, but it's a lot better than that. But now you only have plus 37 enmity. So you have to drop basically all your enmity in your mid-cast set to keep your HP and PDT up here on rune for those like Odyssey situations where you don't want to get destroyed. And a majority of that enmity is actually coming out of the the EPO itself because it's an Mm -hmm. afterward EPO. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's 23. So you're getting 14 enmity plus in that set. And in Omen, you don't have to use a defensive set like that. That's where you want to have a problem. But this also, as a new rune fencer, to do that Odyssey shout effectively, I mean, you don't have to, but you're going to have a bad time having those mobs hit you. I mean, if you're barred sleeping, great. But you're going to have a bad time when you have mobs hitting you and you haven't gotten enmity established by maybe a job ability without making this whole set planned out here of having to get Taeon augments and uh, Ogma Cape augment that, you know, might not be your first choice here. So, like... A lot of this boils down to the perspective of someone approaching the job then, right? Because it, it sounds like there's all these things that it looks like we need to consider going into it because these are things expected of every rune fencer as it comes out the gate. Um, but new people, it can be kind of intimidating, right? Because they generally won't have an FEO and they still want to be able to participate in content on an in-demand job. So, I mean, what are they supposed to do about this? I mean... So a large portion of actually thinking about going this forward is going to be based on how do you want to play the job? And in doing so, you have you can either go with the gear itself and look how you build gear sets in order to incorporate like the things we were just talking about, or the sub job itself, which then you can either tank similar to a paladin, maybe not as good because there's different mechanics for tanking paladin as opposed to rune fencer, but you can tank with sub blue, or you can go into it tanking sub dark, sub Sam, possibly, but I wouldn't see. That's so much as a viable for end game content that is more of the I'm getting CP, I'm helping some people out doing some things, more of a damage aspect. And everybody goes, Well, if you're doing damage, you're gonna keep hate. Yes, that's true, but yeah. you're not gonna effectively well, be able to yeah. AoE that worked some of that better, stuff. Worked better in the um in general, in my opinion at least. It's not a definitive here, but in my opinion, it worked better during the Rise and Jima era of, you know. Aeonic creation more so than in these new um, Odyssey NM era of I wouldn't be like I'm going to tank better by dealing damage but yeah I also agree the DDs have gotten stronger than the rune has rune's been getting shafted on gear for years now so it's getting a blue mage yeah. effect yeah the, I was going to say the blue mage treatment I didn't think rune would get hit that bad ever since they started treating paladin really nice they've been giving rune no gear um, you make an interesting point about making sure you, you get used to how you want to tailor your sub jobs and things like that. Like, like what you were talking about that way, like with Paladin, um, as someone who goes primarily Paladin over Rune Fencer to things now with the buffs to Paladin and all that stuff, again, I'm not saying it's better, either, but it's just what I prefer. And, uh, I feel like I'm almost always locked on Paladin sub blue 
And there are a lot of cons that come with that uh, and not as many pros as you would think. Um, I honestly may start trying Subdark on Paladin, um, but it's it's just a different kind of monster because Rune has access to some very particular tools that allow for AoE hate generation, big air quotes on AoE hate generation, um, that Subblue almost becomes mandatory for Paladin for. Um, for for Rune, though, I, I, ju- what the, I guess the long-winded point I'm trying to get at is it feels like there's a lot more flexibility when approaching a situation. I mean, too... Uh, subbing Dark Knight on Paladin, even though it's not a Paladin episode, but outside of getting stunned, you're not going to be benefiting from the ability to use Last Resort like a Rune might be able to, in my opinion. So why not just sub Rune Fencer and get those, some of those abilities you're lacking? So the main thing, and Banishgo was supposed to address this, but uh, and one thing I noticed particularly in Odyssey runs, and this is where I think a Rune Fencer is going to have a way easier time, uh, aside from just getting smashed, you know, uh, you know, taking tons of damage, but uh, oh, okay. Thanks for clarifying. The, yeah, the 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 range. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes you get smashed because the group's so bad, and you just have to drink your way so, through. Sometimes it. you're cornholing and get smashed pretty bad, or your Sam forgets the shining one. Ooh, but um, twice. So what what I'm getting at is on Paladin, the range of those AOE blue spells fucking suck, and when you have like caster mobs and spicy Ryan running around and shit, <laughs> like you have to like to. So the most frustrating thing that a tank can do is constantly fucking move around because that causes DDs to lose their TP and stuff, and Mm -hmm. it just lowers efficiency. So being able to claim area at range is really important, and Poison Kid just feels like it does a better job than Banishka does because sometimes you just don't want to wake up those mobs yet. Um, A lot of times Poison Kid just gets resisted. So I... It's it's a really awkward feeling, and I know a lot of paladins out there will will probably agree with that awkwardness that I'm talking about. Um, but Rune doesn't isn't limited that way. Like they can sub dark a lot easier because they have access to foil and a lot of self self JAs that actually produce a good amount of enmity. Um, paladin has much fewer of those, so and the obviously smite's a big deal too because for sure you don't get sure that so much hand. on yeah two hand on not going to work for like a sword on on paladin. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's not a Paladin episode, but it, it will come up because if you're talking about a tank, a lot of times you have to talk about the other tank to really understand why you would bring this tank to content, right? Yes. When, so. when looking at content, and like we, we mentioned before, earlier content seems easier for either or because of the gear they've gotten, plus the way the DDs just smash through everything. But going forward, you have to heavily consider what exactly am I going up against? How do I want to go up against it? And that's going to be based on your party composition, things that your party brings to the table as well. And then what do I bring forward between the two? Because some people don't actually have both. People only have Rune Fencer. They don't have Paladin. I don't. I don't. So I'm either rolling around as a Rune, or I'm being told, hey, go grab Geo, or Dragoon, or Red Mage, something that brings benefit in other ways. Yeah, so you gotta find out why you're bringing the job to that content. I like to say, I'm gonna walk before they make me rune. I, I dislike you. <laughs> I was actually wondering how long it was gonna take for that joke to come out. Oh, it's really? I, I feel gross. Now I, just thought of it, I just thought of it for a second, but you know. I was So yeah, I, I mean, we, we've come down pretty hard on how much damage Rune Fencer can potentially tank, take, um, you know, fighting segment farm mobs and stuff like that, but 
I, obviously, it's not limited anymore. I, would you say that we actually use rune fencers more often than any other tank in our in our NMs? For us? Yeah. Well, I think so. Well, see, in Odyssey, your Paladin's better too because Banishka is awesome in there for yeah. when you're a melee group fighting, uh, you know, ghosts and skeletons and shit. Very important. Um, White mages, you have this too. <laughs> don't tell them that. that. Well, it also depends if the tank hasn't gotten hate. You could have a problem there. Yeah, I mean, if your tank blows, Cast you don't want to do that. But... Uh, yeah. um, sometimes it just happens. I just meant on NMs, though. Like, yeah, to, on to NMs, me it feels like... On NMs, often, I want to say you're on a different job, therefore I have no other jobs end up on Rune. So I'd say we use Rune more often than that because of my ability to only have two jobs because Dragoon doesn't count and, uh, and Pump doesn't, doesn't count. count and Thief doesn't count. Actually, I think we've used everything but Thief, so I think you're selling yourself short. You know, I... Uh, I actually, before we did that Shimryu, I had gone to, to have a digression here to Odyssey, another uh, omen, uh, to try out, since I have Nayame now, our group is finished, as you said before Bumba, I have 5 out of 5 path B, so I don't have to drop evasion while I have my Gandering in my hand to spam low and edge. And that was fun, but I subbed Rune, and it was nice to, uh, you know, parry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but hey. We'll just I'll start tanking on thief sub rune. That way we can take my thief to things. So the the way that I see it, and I guess the the reason I'm I'm kind of talking about that is, as a paladin, it still feels like I have a lot of MP issues, and without a sub job, and this sounds really strange because a lot of times your sub job doesn't directly have anything to do with how much MP you have. Um, but as paladin, it feels like because you can't lean on the sub blueness uh, and like being able to blank gaze or you know a AOE. Whatever you're doing, cocoon. You just like, there's, there's a lot of things because of cure. Yeah, so basically you're limited to doing cures and flashes as far as MP use, and cures are very MP intensive. Um, I feel like with a rune fencer, it, it's a lot easier to have more self sustain. Like I feel like you don't need to have as much support on the jail bosses. Yes, uh, than a paladin does, and that's actually the main reason why I lean towards having us mostly bring um, runes. It's like if I bring a paladin, it's because I specifically want rampart generally for something high embos. Um, or like, or like you said, like maybe we need to switch it around and like our upcoming Kalunga is going to use a Paladin and, which uh, is, I think a better choice because Arabati yeah. and Ongo are definitely rune based fights. Uh, Ongo doesn't even use a freaking physical move. I believe it's all magical. And, but, uh, Kalunga has a higher attack. It feels like when he bites you, if your defense is down, he does a lot. I've been hit for like over a thousand on rune fencer and one attack from Kalunga. Sometimes I hit you for like 700 when he bites you. Just normally, and it's like it'll spike up in damage, and a paladin doesn't have to deal with that. I actually have very little insight on this. I, I, in fact, I can almost guarantee that both of you guys have gone to more jail NMs as rune fencer than I have. Yeah, because my number did, is zero. Did Kalunga on rune? I think that was our win video was me doing rune on Kalunga. I think so. But there was a time where I just got, you know, completely floored, just got destroyed in one attack round. I got bit for like seven hundred, and then I got weapon skilled really <laughs> hard, lost my buffs, and then I got bit again, and I was down. It was like when I tried to tank Angaya Ninja. But Rune Fencer has the unique ability to throw three Dark Runes to Nabra on, and even just one. Sometimes I'll rotate one in there just to get some MP back. And when you use a Vivacious Pulse, which is pretty much the only reason you really want to use Vivacious Pulse, besides using your Empyrean head to take off a debuff, because you don't want to use a Remedy or something stupid. Or maybe you're just about to die, and it might be clutch to have 300 
plus HP suddenly. But yeah, to you get to restore your MP a lot, and I find if I'm doing Odyssey on Rune and trying to hold all the mobs, that I'm in a different set without auto refresh. So I'm unless I'm being refreshed by someone, which in a pickup run you generally don't get. I have it's to generally use, you. I have to use Tanabra, yeah. and that's really great because it's a lot of MP. So well, it's always also, my favorite. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Rune also gets refresh. Refresh. Yes. So yeah, that exactly. also aids in some of the MP or yeah MP generation. And management as well. So you can rotate off the three runes, pop Horatia's Pulse, and then go back and recycle the three runes that you would want. Or pop a uh, pop an ability such as Flung, or P-Flung. I don't think it's pronounced P. And then change P, runes again. Was it? I don't know. I don't think it's pronounced P. Like, the literal Flug. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, Fox, I'll go with Flug. Yeah, I think it deserves that uh, that double dot over the U. I don't know what that's called. I'm not cultured. That's, uh, that's an umlaut. Yeah. I think it should have that, but it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know what the hell's going it's on. It's flug since it doesn't, so it'd be fluke otherwise, I guess. Yeah. I'm not a but, thesaurus. Uh, yeah, I, I love it because when I'm on Rune, like a lot of times people actually, when it comes to pugs and stuff, because um, I'm, I'm trying to dabble in more pugs. Like I'm, I'm kind of a princess mm-hmm. when it comes to shit. I'm used to having like perfect buffs because I've set them up. But man, I go in on, on stuff on Rune Fencer and it's like the fucking Wild West. Like there is there is no one there buffing you because you're on a tank. Like nobody gives a shit. So like there have been situations where like I'm in some like rogue party with a Geomancer. So it's like me and a Geo just chilling. Because, you know, we don't deserve, like, melee buffs for some reason. And, like, yeah, like, divergence. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, the extra and, party and you got nothing. But there are situations where, like, as a rune fencer, I, I have fucking refreshed Geomancers before. And that blows my mind. <laughs> I, so, just, I just wish regen lasted longer normally. because like sure. That's, yes. that's, like, runes claim there. And it only lasts with gear for, like, two minutes. You know, there's a lot of people who, who complain that white mage don't get regen five. Um, I think... Runefencer should also get Regen 5. I think it should be Scholar and Runefencer. I think across the board, Regen should last minutes longer than it does. It should be like 3-4 minutes yeah. as a base before getting enhanced. It's not broken. Actually, back in the day, that being broken, but today it's it's pretty... When you can take a lot of damage from a move and you need cures, the Regen's not cutting it, so it's not broken by any means. Regen uh, regen 4, which is the top, or top tier that Runefencer's going to get, only lasts a minute. Yeah. Relatively. That's before you put any sort of duration bonus to it. One minute's a joke. It should be three. I can agree with that, yeah. For sure. Like, you're already toggling a lot of stuff. Or not toggling, but you're already, uh, you know, activating things constantly. Like, you have to deal with all the the runes and and stuff like that. And, and, I mean, it seems like we're all pretty universal, um, at least the opinion among us, uh, that we like being able to throw all these levers. But it kind of becomes a bit much. I, I don't know. It can. Like when you start factoring sometimes in like minute-long spells. Sometimes I feel, yeah, I, I don't even bother casting regen unless I feel like I'm going to be in enough danger that I need to have it on. Or if I'm not doing anything for some reason and have MP. Sometimes I don't want to use it because it's a big chunk of MP too instead of being able to cast more foils or something or having to worry. I figured out I was dirtling and I wanted to look busy so I started regening myself. <laughs> what, you don't I also put regen on the Dark Knight too you've never, fun. You've never spam blink on Runefencer? noob no i don't bother with that shit no it's to be honest regen is something i might throw up in the start of a boss fight and then it's just gonna be one of the buffs that just falls to the wayside because there's so many other things you have to be doing that yeah you don't have time to regen do just doesn't even trigger as this important thing it's kind of like oh that's nice 
but I have to make sure I have Crusade. I like to keep my spikes up. They help occasionally if they ma- if they manage to proc, you know. And then you're balancing the actual runes themselves plus your job abilities. Do you guys think that that's the hardest thing about being a new rune fencer is just the sheer number of things that you have to do? Mm, not necessarily. I think- kind of, sorta. And I think it's probably based on the way we went into the job itself. How's that? So I started Rune Sub Blue. And if you want to talk about feeling like you were constantly doing everything, but not doing anything of progress, <laughs> that was the way I felt. It was like, all right, I got to cast all my MD spells from blue, you know, try to AOE tag everything. Then I got to cast all, all my abilities and all that. And cool. I, oh, look at this. I have 3000 TP, but at the same time I'm, I'm losing foil and it feels like I'm never casting anything. And I'm just like, there's got to be an easier way to this. Oh, there goes my three runes, and I'm trying to figure out why. Not only do I not understand magic evasion right now, but I just fell to the ground. Like, I've now become the floor tank, as opposed to a real tank. So, I, I agree with that. You said 3,000 TP. It immediately resonated with me, because I am the king of wasted TP potential <laughs> when I'm on a tank job. I sit at 3,000 TP for so fucking long, no matter what shit... What, except for Ninja. Ninja, I'm pretty good about dumping TP. But, like, if I'm on Paladin or Rune or something, like, <laughs> I just sit at 3k because it doesn't doesn't even occur to me to do a weapon skill. And I'm just that kind of baddie, I guess. Unless your DPS is significant because you can end a fight faster, therefore you take less damage because the mob's not killing you anymore. Unless your DPS yeah. is significant, which on stuff where you'd be truly concerned about it, it's not. Um, like, you know, if you're worried about a mob killing you, they get the DPS harder, then it's probably not, your DPS probably doesn't matter that much. Like in uh, like it's Arrow Body or something, you're not doing shit. Not not just because you lose your buffs, but you're just not doing shit in general for how that fight's generally set up. But, the other thing is, I'm sorry, you can go ahead and then I'll jump in. I was gonna say, so as a newer player, your swaps are definitely gonna be a lot weaker, and your tanking gear is generally a lot weaker. I find Rune Fencer is just that I've picked up in pug groups on easier ambuscades, just in nothing but. Um, a Yanmo gear and five of five Yanmo. Yes, and they get fucking pummeled. Yeah, they do. They just they just look at them and they kind of fall over. It's pretty bad. It, it, it turn into a fine red mist. Essentially, if they don't have defending real stuff, they even cap their DT out. Essentially, it's no different than standing there in front of it as a white mage, honestly, and just getting beat as a new white mage. You're not wrong. It's no different. All you have is a tier at that point, unless you have other DT pieces of gear you're throwing on. A white mage would be effectively the same standing there in NQ or plus one uh, Naomi. But I find two. Thanks, Naomi Gear. Rune Fencer, what it gets is amazing fast cast because of inspiration merits, uh, which I believe everyone should have at least four to five. I go five out of five, but hey, that's just me. Um, and between my recast on, let's say, Cocoon needing to be recast. If I'm sub blue or Geist Wolf for AoE, Sheepsong for AoE, and then Blank Gaze with Foil, between those, I don't have time to throw anything else. It's like you're constantly using those at that point. So, I mean, as a new player, yeah, there's going to be a learning curve to your abilities, but your gear as a Rune Fencer is a lot more of a sensitive topic than a Paladin because of your defense and everything else going on there. And your being busy and knowing how to prioritize what you're doing because you have a lot of things up. It's like, do I need blank gaze? It's like, no, I probably don't need it right now. I should probably be worried about my other stuff. I can go back to it in between things when I have time. But it's a learning to balance it out optimally because sometimes you see runes that don't bother doing anything unless they've lost hate. And if you lost hate, you're already doing a bad job, generally. 
Well, the other issue new runes have, and this is something I even see myself, was prioritizing the actual threat. You know, yeah, there's a whole bunch of mobs with, if your party just knock them over, like it's nothing except for the big boss, and you're just like, oh yeah, I try to you know grab all the trash mobs. Well, now this boss is chasing around the white mage because it's dropping cure bombs, or chasing around the DDs who all of a sudden feel like they're losing their minds. What fight is this? It sounds like Ambuscade. I know it sounds like Ambuscade, but if it was, nothing should be chasing them because Foil will give you hate. Um, Dyna D, possibly. Dyna D is actually what I'm thinking of right now. Okay. Dyna D is what I'm thinking about. No, no, Dyna D, and because you don't know how to prioritize actual targets or actual threats. Yeah, uh, initially it was like, oh, hey, there's something. I'm just going to cast Flash on it, grab everything else. And it's like, oh, oh, whoops, I let the you know the big baddie go away. That might always be your fault, though, because crowd control isn't always the tank's job alone. And if mobs yeah, are running around unslept, that's not necessarily your job to have to scramble to cover that. I mean, you're going to because you, you're the tank. You're the, the first and last line of defense. But if stuff's running around, it's not always your fault, so don't feel bad about that. Try to take, you know, focus on the most important things, I'd argue there. Don't chase all the mobs. If it's running around killing people, that's going to be someone else's fault. Yeah, like, like if a white mage is out there to protect people from themselves, the, the <laughs> tank is out there to protect people from their hubris. And, yeah, it's uh, basically you want to make sure that you're paying attention to what people are fighting but if people don't want to do their jobs around you it, you, it cannot be your fault that things are not slept. Like, there is a limit to the amount of things that you can actually have hate on, like, from a single, like, AoE cast. So, you know, there there's an art to being able to use other people's established enmity to gain your own enmity um, by making sure that other people have tried to claim multiple targets, that sort of deal. But even then, that's not an instant process. Like, if, if people have a huge pull and there's nobody working on crowd control for it, then people are just going to die. Like people are just going to have to start being more responsible. Like it's a, it's a group effort. It's not just the tank. That's a huge misconception. In diversions for how long the event goes on, people usually end up dicking around in there anyway. So, Oh yeah. So, I mean, sometimes you have a guy sitting there going, should, oh, I, no install, way, should I install a brush, a, a brush boot scraper in my shower? And you're like, and that guy's out there just killing himself on ninjas or something. Worrying about this yeah. this boot scraper in a shower, and he's thinking about that more, and he's thinking about the mob that's blowing up and killing everyone. So you know, you gotta... there's, some, there's some fucking thief running around yeah. uh, using evisceration with on ninjas that are full on HP. Yeah, crazy. Because you know it doesn't get them just there, but its second it's... one will kill them. The second one will kill them. And I was open with Rudra's because the eviscerations was closing harder because it wasn't buffed. Fucking Dina D. This is a while I mean, ago. There's the chance that you know everybody's trying to figure out what kind of boot scraper they're trying to get for the shower, and just accidentally hit the auto run button. There they go into every statue between you and the exit. A brush boot scraper. It just does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> no, he does wow. a boot brush in the shower, but yeah. Yeah, you always want to say brush second. Saying brush boot scraper just sounds like you're saying it. That's why I got stuck there. It just sounds like it's out of order. I guess a lot of what we've been talking about so far, though, um, is that if you're trying to get into tanking on Rainfencer, it's there's a lot of uphill things to consider, more so than just what gear you're going to wear. Because, yeah, you should understand that you are going to get pummeled for a while and you have to get used to that. And I think that actually makes for a better tank experience-wise in the long run, being the guy that just gets absolutely you destroyed a lot. Gotta eat food when you're new. Just eat food. Absolutely. Yes. Food, yes. Food but make a huge difference when you're new. But Runefencer is such a skill-based tank that you just have to know what to do and how to approach situations as well. Like, 
I, I feel like I would have to I, I have to be far more prepared on Runefencer than I do on like Paladin to approach a situation where I need to generically tank it because I have to kind of already have a game plan of not only what sub job I'm going to use, but also like are are my are my buffers competent? Like what what runes will I have to provide myself because the people around me may not know what you know enhancing magic skill is. Um, you, you see a disturbing amount of that. So, I mean, you, there's a lot of stuff that you have to balance, and these are a lot of, like, weird decisions new players would need to make on the fly, you know, especially new to tanking jobs. I gotta say, you know, between the, since we're comparing Paladin to Rune so much, when it comes down to it, playing Paladin as a newer player, or even, you know, in general way you approach a fight, it's kind of like fucking your wife. Whereas playing Runefencer <laughs> is kind of like trying to get laid in the first date. You know, it's just, it's just Paladin's a lot more straightforward a lot of the times than <laughs> yeah, it's a given. Yeah, you know, maybe that's not a given, but you you know, so if, it's, if it's happening, your, your odds are better. Succeed. If it's happening, you know how it's going yeah. down. That's funny. It's I think it's the amount of effort that you need to put into it. You know, no, it's just some things are more straightforward and more of a given. You know, that's fair. Root fence, you got a little more. You know, little, you gotta gonna have to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee a little more in there. I used to have to help a lot of root fencers with like specific runefencer specific questions like to being new and they were always like oh look at my set i don't understand why i keep getting destroyed and like they always show me like some sort of idol set and stuff mm. but i always suspected that it wasn't their idol set that was getting them destroyed because capping dt is capping dt and if you know the rest of your buffs aren't living up to the standard then again it's not completely your fault that you're getting destroyed maybe you need knights mins that's just how it is like my paladin wants knights mins even in in uh chill farms but uh it's not always the case. Like it's evaluating all the sets as a whole. And like what we talked about as far as like mid cast sets are concerned, like I have a feeling a lot of new rune fencers, like that that's actually what's getting them that's, killed on just that's normal content. Getting veteran rune fencers killed too. Well, yeah, yeah, I get you. Well, big air quotes on veterans. A lot of people think they're veterans and they're not. But hold on, yeah, Fox. Should I should I read it? Should I read it? Hold on. What are what are we reading? Is it is it about me knowing it all? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm very poorly geared. Characters are both five days old. I don't oh. think I can pug it yet. So where do we dissect what went wrong with this? No, also, no, no, is no, no, this no, a no, Runefencer? No, no. Like, no that was that this? was just the the in the yells of a Sura chat yesterday. So just uh, the you know the the general vibe I get from the veterans there. I don't think I can pug this yet. I'm only five days old. But part of why I said to get be back on topic uh, for once, for on, on my behalf, because you guys are good. It's it's always me. A part of why I said I think four to five, frankly, five to five inspiration is mandatory, not just because it's nice to have that fast cast out as much gear or a better recast or because your mages get it too, which is potentially very big. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Especially if, if you're with a black mage. They enjoy um, it. But because the mid-cast set, not needing that fast cast gear in that mid-cast set lets you stack so much more in the way of HP, defense, uh pdt that you're just ignoring generally when you cast because you don't need 50 percent now if you're five out of five with uh um fox how are we going with this one again valiance i call it valiance i've always not read it and just assumed it was valiance or i've never valiance. i've never read it valiance I, makes sense too i keep calling it valiance yeah we valiance. can just not read it like an asshole i think it's probably valiance pinky's out valiance i would say is the correct way to say it but just in my uh you uh know, my my local dialect it does not want to come out as Valiance. So that that fast cast thing is an interesting topic. And um, spoilers for I get rid of rake uh, for we're, it. We're, we're big fucking cheaters. Warning. Um, if you're the type of person who uses a Lua, you can actually put in <gasps> protection for that. 
and you can have a different set for fast cast when you don't have that active and fast cast when you do because one the only downside of having it that way is that that effect can be dispelled and it's a bad day if you only have one set that's based on that entirely like the, the concept of that always being active so um if you have some sort of detection or if you're using um uh, macro swaps for that being up or down using the gear sets for the in-game function. I want to provide both options for people because they're both viable. Um, as long as you keep track of that sort of thing and you use an appropriate set, you know, more than one set, guys, uh, then you you can probably make the most out of that, yeah. But just don't build, like, one set based around having inspiration and then have their inspiration get dispelled and then all of a sudden you're, like, super screwed because you're casting at, like, 20%. I've had an cast. era body where I get it dispelled, especially, and I will just yeah. use it again if it's up. But I do have that other set, which then becomes a new problem for runes, where getting that fast cast gear, it's there for rune, but it's not great. Like, you're going to start up with Taeon and stuff. So I'm talking, like, Adamar body plus one might use with the augment because it gives you 105 HP. And it's still a squishy body, but just stuff like that helps. I hated you. buying that body. That body felt like such a waste of space, but <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, hey, yep. Especially for Rune Thief, other jobs like that, Blue. Yeah, man. Unfortunately. And it's also, gross, but good. To get off topic here, Flamey just put in the uh, What the Food channel, you and the balsamic, dot, dot, dot. So can't wait for Flamey listens to this episode to hear more about the balsamic. Of course. But yeah, that's so, that's so I would put rake back on for certain fights if you really need it. But even for our ongo, I did not increase my rake duration past one out of five there. I keep it too because rake's great for enmity, not just for its other uses of magic damage and skill chain damage there. But I I don't think I'd sooner take Batata down as well if I needed to because it's nice, but it's not as nice to me as uh, inspiration is. I agree. And then well, inspiration, it's fast cast. Yes. It's uh, it's fast cast. Also, goes past the actual fast cast cap. Some a little note here in, in the wiki. Uh, I'm uh, yeah. See, because I know uh, Valiance does for the magic damage cap, but maybe you check. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Technical difficulties. I threw a curveball. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not necessarily the recast I, reduction I cap. It's just the. I'm um, sorry. It's re it, recast. It does not bypass the global recast reduction cap. Okay, there we go. But it exceeds the normal recast reduction cap. Okay. So global in this term is going to be different than the 80% normally. So fast cast caps are what, 40%, right? Uh, yes. You know, 80% fast cast. The total yeah, amount of total, fast yeah. cast. So normally... So, yeah, what, so you need 80 to get 40, and that's the... I, I'm going to have to add a, yeah, a subnote there in the wiki so that it says that uh, EG... Fast cast caps at 80%, so 40% recast reduction, but this will let you go past that. The question is, does it let you go to 80% with 5 out of 5 and, you know, 40%, take it to 90 to become 80? Or is it like, if you I, have 5 out of 5, it's like 25%? I would assume it's 25 Yeah, and honestly, I've uh, I've misread quite a few things. I, I've misread quite a few things lately, like doing like random like math projects in game and stuff. And it's pretty easy to like misunderstand like, portions of this depending on how it's worded um mm -hmm. sometimes it's just a matter of updating it um but yeah it just uh just make sure you all you just double check uh whenever you're you're checking something like this that uh that we're not like telling people that like we can get to like 100 fast cast and everything becomes like job abilities yeah no it's it's definitely the, the global recast reduction is, oh god 
it's gonna be that forty percent there versus the eighty percent is the cap for yeah. any of that. And also before we get off it, the food arc trousers, super, super important, especially for five out of five, because that'll take you from what, fifty percent or is it forty percent at five out of five? It's probably fifty. And that'll give uh, you fifty percent from five out of five to okay. sixty percent. Yeah, it gives you two percent per merit level there. So you go to sixty percent fast cast, which is awesome. Imagine having 60% fast cast, no matter what you cast in any job. You'd be like a ninja. You'd be like a white mage cast in a race. I don't know. It's important. Arise. Imagine you're weakening. You get, you know, that's the like, red, like that's more than red mage. Yeah. Red mage, I think, sits at 38. Sounds yeah. about right for red mage, yes. But this also, as well as the effect in these pants, when we say that SE developed this to be the foil to paladin, it's not just, oh, it has white armor and does magic, and Paladin has heavy armor and does physical. Paladin gets shit for fast cast, and this is intentional on SE's design to incorporate fast cast into Rune Fencer as another one of those foils. So there's more than just a one-to-one of a foil of a Paladin here. And everyone thinks about those basic things, yes, but the difference I between have, those tanks is more than that. I have much slower casts on my Paladin than any other job, and that's just one of the sacrifices you can make for optimizations elsewhere. But that's definitely true, yeah. And not that it's an important addition, but my opinion is SC did that intentionally so that Paladins, when they're healing, don't have the amount of fast cast and defensive ability on the front line to like kind of like sidestep a white mage, especially with Majesty. Yeah, because it's already pretty close that that could be the case. Like, um, you don't get like the benefits of like the AOE uh, status cures or anything like that, but you definitely infringe on their healing ability. That's for sure. Uh, so yeah, anything to like balance that, <laughs> like. Because because back when Majesty first came out, I actually was like trying to think of ways that Paladin could replace a White Mage as the main healer for a party, and really it, it boils down to my most hated job trait, which is Tranquil Heart. If they got rid of that, Paladin would be crazy flexible. But I will always and forever bitch about that until they get rid of it. You're not so tranquil about that one in your heart. Fuck no. That one's for you, Eric's. But yeah, uh, Runefencer gets a lot of really cool um, flexibility from having this available. Uh, I wouldn't stay married to like five of five or anything like that. Like four out of five is pretty intense. And it is. honestly, with with these pants on, you you're still hitting like forty eight. There's a no pants zone. Well, I mean, you wear these pants. These pants are super good. Yeah, uh, and you want these pants anyway because at plus three, it is the uh, enhancing magic duration thirty percent plus and uh, casting time minus fifteen percent. So with Futhark trousers and especially five out of five, what becomes super important again? Another reason you want five out of five, in my opinion is because when you're casting an enhancing spell, like, say, Foil, you already have that extra 15% fast cast in your legs there. So you're, you're talking, like, you know, 75% in one single... 63. 63 in one single piece there. Yeah, at 4 out of 5, you're getting 63. Just oh, I was saying 5. 4 out of 5 inspiration. So essentially... Oh, yeah, at 5, yeah. Yeah, and you get, you know... 5 is 75. So, like, you could wear, like, a Weatherspoon ring NQ and cap your fast cast. Or you could just use a Sequel Sash... And or sash, yeah. with inspiration up, and you can wear any other piece of gear, DT, Magic Evasion, HP, cast, Kishar cast Ring, and Foil 79. You're essentially invincible when you cast Foil if you're invincible in your tank set, if you have inspiration up yeah. with that. That's still, I, I know it's, you could, four to five, you're still, it's not an important difference there. Four to five is still really reasonable. Still See, an impressive the reason amount. I really like to, yeah, it is an impressive amount. And that, that's exactly the reason why I like to emphasize these sorts of things. I see so many people like look at like an idol set, build an idol set, call it a day. You yeah. know, um, but they don't build like multiple idol sets because they're like, well, why would I wear these other ones? And if they don't do that, you can just imagine that people don't build multiple fast cast sets because already that's something that's extremely skimped on anyway. 
If they did for um, Rune, I think they wouldn't have the trouble because I don't think Runes, by and yeah. large, are building these different fast cast sets. And if you're not changing gear whatsoever, really, besides Emity and all this good DT gear on Rune when you're casting Foil constantly, as well as being yeah. able to cast it sooner and keeping Emity more reliably because you, you know, are casting it sooner. Another reason for 5 and 5. Um, <laughs> it's is monster i'm pushing that five right, i'll five argue hard. against you at four out of five a man, four to five yeah. really good just five out of five just send it over the top <laughs> just just I seal mean, the deal on the first night there if you have inspiration up five out of five with the pants then you can use the artifact head because that gives 14 percent fast cast but if you're using it in something like regen which also gives regen duration you're over at fast cast with the head at that point you only need another five percent i'm sorry four out of five yeah four yeah yeah you're right yeah the head but yeah. also, Amity gear in that slot, man. Your foil got even better. But yeah, I mean, if these <laughs> if these runes, well, it's a, it's a very important point because if you're getting yeah, extra, I mean, you're losing some HP, but the helm for that you use on rune, if I go down, the Amity, uh, what's the fucking thing called? I got it here. I just, when I press my press talk button and page up or down, it changes Are tabs. Are you talking about the Halidus helm? Yeah, the Halidus helm has a good amount of yes. HP on it. So it's 88 HP. So you're getting eight, eight, eight Emity and 88 HP instead of like, it's like 104 or something. It's a lot of, like, if you're in a normal set, that AF plus three rune head is really good. So yeah, it's 109 HP. with 109 HP, but you probably would have more benefit in casting other enhancing magic, so not trying to use it for your Emity spells. But yeah, I think that alone would make a rune infinitely a better oh. tank if they focused on that in their sets right away of balancing out their foil with Valiance. But still, that headpiece... I really like Carmine Mask. Uh, I do as well, but it doesn't have the HP. Well, actually, no, not on Rune, I don't. Um, actually, the, the yeah, the head on Rune, uh, like you were talking about before, uh, that was, that's the one that... Uh, or that Zan was talking about before. Uh, that one has more HP on it, yeah. And there's a lot more defense on the Runist than Doe. Yep. It's like 125. I want to say Carmine Mask can be something like 80 or something a lot lower. But fast cast in that slot because a lot of times people will just go balls to the wall on all M80 plus, but they won't consider their recast reduction. So when you have fast cast in your mid sets like that, um, again, this is arguing your case for five out of five. Um, but uh, yeah, you can just use one piece there, um, which I believe is what was being said, and then putting M80 in every other slot and you know balancing that with like plus HP, and it basically stretches your set further. Um, while giving you the maximum recast. So like that, that recast thing gets overlooked quite a bit. There's a couple good pieces since we're on the subject, since we're going on all these great um, rabbit holes here. If you're talking about ruined fast cast sets, since it's a huge part of constantly casting foil. Um, yeah, we are not on the structured way that I... Oh, I, we have I'm not brought it from the start. This, the... this kind of makes me think of the White Mage episode, how we just kind of started talking about shit. Yeah, well, I mean... So why not? The, the Carmine Greaves plus one. Uh, you can get an augment in there, a uh, path D, and it's yep. uh, 80 HP, is it? Yeah, it's 80 HP and MP, but you get four, um, you get 8% fast cash, you get 4% PDT, and then you get eight conserve MP. So if you had to pick two slots of high impact in your midcast to focus on, of course, test your timers and see if they change at all. Not that sometimes losing this for a couple, two seconds matters, but it's nice. The head and the feet for rune. Do you guys ever impact. actually feel like you have MP issues on Emerald Pincer, though? It depends on the fight. Arabati, absolutely, I'm going to, because I'm constantly being dispelled, constantly casting Shell again and shit like that if I have to. Bar spells, because I'm going to, because I want that bar spell up immediately. Uh, and I'm hoping that the White Mage shells me. But then again, if I shell myself, I have the, uh, 
the brachial, you know. Hoping the white mage shells you. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a, we have a video that's showing me fucking shelling. <laughs> You're the white mage in that case. But speaking in general terms. Yeah. There are times where it's like, I'm sitting on more MP than I know what to do with. And there are times I'm like, where did all my MP go? Like, why am I, why can't I cast this spell? So I see I think that happen a lot with Kin. Like, oh, Kin is, yeah, absolutely the worst. Uh, you can start controlling everything just fine, and Doesn't then he asks you know, you're out. Yes, he does. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. He constantly asks for uh, no MP. Key or every key kiss begins with key. <laughs> I don't know. I just never feel like I have MP issues on Rune. It's uh, it's in general you don't, um, but there's a good chance you will more often than never. <laughs> I also think it's probably Confusing. based on how willing you are to not sit in certain rooms. Like, if you're willing to rotate rooms in and out, you're willing to reapply certain rooms for certain situations. Frankly, sometimes, depending on the fight and your buffs, the third rune doesn't help at all. So you might as well just keep the dark one on and keep MP capped if you need to. Sometimes the MP doesn't even matter. Yeah, potentially. But. Also, like... Like the rune order matters too. At least it's always mattered to me. Yeah, um, rotating. When those. I when I keep yeah when I keep that dark rune on, I always make sure it's the first rune I use, yep. and then I use two other runes. So that way I can snap into either a third of the same rune as needed, or I can switch and do like a different one and start pushing it out. But basically, you always want the most expendable rune as the first rune used. So that's kind of a, a tip for people who aren't used to trying to maintain their their rune cycles. Yes, you will replace the rune with the least amount of time left on its duration first. And then you'll move on to the next one as it goes on. It's like a circle. Of life. There's no beginning and there's no end. That was coming too. It's like a circle. It's like someone's gonna say it. Moves us all. It's like a circle. Oh man, this guy. Question, just completely off topic. Has anyone ever turned this podcast into a drinking game? Oh boy. Because Uh, anytime you make a reference to this song, like someone takes a shot. I don't want to kill people because uh, you know if we're snap blue peas back to reality, uh, whoops! They regular everyone's gravity, and they'd be so drunk that they fall down, get all mad that he Mom's said spaghetti. all these songs. <laughs> I apologize for wasting your listeners' time, and <laughs> he didn't respect. <laughs> no, they're all on so the ground. So we, we never mean it when we waste our when we apologize for that. We we never mean it at all. I'm not capable of feeling remorse. Yeah, we we wasted your time. You heard that That's intro today, just... folks. You heard it. Yeah, that was crafted for you. I sat here and made them wait while I thought that up. It, he's not wrong. Like it was like thirty seconds at least. No, no, it was it was a few minutes. I I sat there and said, "Hold on, I'm not ready yet," and that's all I said. I, and I just I walked away. Didn't even tell no, him. Right, I walked was. away. We started on one conversation. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's like different. he's like, "Can I go fill up my glass before we start?" Then I go, "Yeah, just go do it." And he like came back five minutes later. I'm still trying to you know think about hmm, how do I want to phrase this? And I wrote it. I'm like, I don't like that. And I raced it. And I wrote it again. I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't flow. And then I did it again, third time. They waited while I did that. Oh boy. Respect the listeners and the speaker's time. Take it to a new level. So, so, we have an outline, but we have not followed it whatsoever. No. Runes don't get dispelled, on says on here. That's good. Well, I mean, we're touching on, like, the points on here, but it's definitely not being followed as, like, a timeline. Yeah. It is literally an outline and not a timeline. It's an outline, not a timeline. It's not I Michael Crichton. Yeah, I, no, I wrote it as an outline. I was really like, oh, this is important that I want to talk about. We usually don't... We usually create like a timeline. We're big Michael Crichton fans. We've been talking about like merit balance because like you're you're really pushing the the inspiration agenda. That you it's, know, it's a five out of five good. agenda. If I had to say, I, Rated exactly. Scale I'm, of one to five. I'm more on board with it now than I, I was back then. Um, 
but still like your, your marriage should definitely be something that you should know when to change out and everything. But on that same topic though, I see a lot of Runevincers keep like five of five Batuta. And that is something you really want to learn to to wean yourself off of. Yeah. You, you really don't need that much and it's, it's a lot less important as time goes on. So I sometimes use it as a a bit of a crutch. Um, when I'm getting risky, I like to get risky and, the fox dangerous on my rune, and I will take <laughs> off my tanking gear for DD gear, baby. And if I have bots on, I wanna, I wanna have as much parry as possible so that I'm not getting even more destroyed or potentially killed even easier. Oh, I thought you meant just pull everything in front of you because you don't give a fuck. Because that's usually what I do. Yeah, no, that's that's usually what I use it for. It's literally like, how much can I pull? Let's find out. But no, um, sorry guys. So in the ambuscade I was doing his rune, I had to, you know. I had to go get the Reikyokyo, Reikyokyo, whatever the fuck the thing is, the big bladed orc, sword. Middle Earth orcish Lord of the Rings looking sword from uh, Kirin Koryu out from the mule so that I could spam Savage Blade. And I was just wearing Adamar gear and shit. <laughs> uh, and DM is kicking his D. And uh, when Batsta was on with the monks, it felt pretty good. And I was spamming some Savage Blades for pretty good damage. Yeah, I suppose we can actually talk about like weird rune fencer things. So you got to you got to use the fabled sub ninja. Yeah, because uh, and not be a baddie because sometimes rune fencers just sub ninja because they're bad. Yeah, uh, I did not really bother using the shadows besides the initial cast to run in because it was not worth my time to stop DPSing and I was not in immense danger. And I like to make the I had to make the white mage work a little bit because it I had to change I changed my setup a little bit because I wanted some I put on the. The body, the Ashera harness. There you go. I thought of it for once. Uh, I put on the Ashera harness and maybe changed up like one or two pieces of gear, but the rest was all straight up, uh, just flat out like what you wore on Blue Mage seven years ago, the DD gear, you know, that kind of stuff yeah. with Adamar. And I put dampening Tam on in there because why not? Because when you embolden uh, your temper, why wouldn't you want to just throw dampening Tam on while you're at it? But uh, just that was nice and. Being able to parry a lot on rune, as you would, uh, is nice. And just spamming 55k, 60k Savage Blades is, is nice. Because you're not doing that much with Demediation. I mean, you will, but you're not. I didn't need the extra DT, and the Emity was much better served doing damage in this case. It's not often you can use it. I could see doing that in Wave 3 on Rune Fencer, too. Because for how that is, until maybe switch back when the mobs come out um, to your Epio again so you don't get molly whopped but honestly using nagling with how sick the damage is compared to uh you know your epio is probably a nice way it's it's underutilized because people don't talk about it as much back many years ago when i first picked up rune when esha was brand new content sub ninja was a thing because one you didn't have epio as commonly and two uh the fights were a little slower and using shadows actually mattered sometimes so using Savage Blade back then, which was a pittance of what it is today, was uh, a thing. And that's why I built it into my Lua when I first, or asked someone to help me build into my Lua when I first did that, because you actually would switch between that sometimes. And also for skill chaining, because a big thing too was um, Black Mage is casting Magic Burst at the time. So using, you need to use Requiscat for that, essentially, too, is another reason. When you're CPing Rune, you're more likely to even just use a sword. Because Requiscat will open things for people that you cannot, because greatsword skills, uh, skill chains like complete ass. So, you know, we had a conversation before, I think it was on podcast, where you were talking about um, nagling and comparing that to like being able to resolution things instead. 
And I think that this conversation is is kind of an indicator of that because we have talked about niggling before we even talked about Lionheart. Well, you see. You see Lionheart, right? I like my Lionheart, and it's augmented. Do I get to use it? It's kind of hard sometimes to justify using it because you really got to be buffed. And the way that now I have Naomi, uh, 5 out of 5, which you know, really helps because Rune does not get great weapon skill gear. You no. know, it doesn't. So, yeah, uh, if there's a situation where resolution, I'm fully buffed up, it's going to be like a Rising Gema situation. Fully buffed up. Pretty much. Uh, and light skill chains matter. Then, yeah, uh, I could see spamming Lionheart. I, I'm glad I have it. I used to use it a fuck ton more back in the day. Yeah. I sometimes even tank with it because, you know, before... Apple tree could be augmented. Uh, Demediation was not that amazing before the augment sometimes. It's really good, especially because if you're low on attack, as you would be on a rune fencer, you'd want it. Carrot came in and gave me the finger. Did you end up picking up a Lionheart? Like, do you have have insight on that? or No, I don't have a Lionheart. I've got hands. I don't don't blame you. Um, Like, as as far as... Yeah, as as far as, like, Aeonics are concerned, like, I... I, It it was actually my first Aeonic weapon was Lionheart. Um, But... In terms of like whether or not a rune actually uses it, I don't blame you for not picking it up because you honestly just don't use it that often. Omen's a good way to use it too on the bosses. That's in there. true. That's honestly, true. on the list of Aeonics I pick up, it it's on there because I use rune, but it's low in priority. As gear's gotten better and stuff like that, and runes has not, uh, resolution has suffered compared to it's Nickling. a huge huge missed opportunity for rune fencer to have not been on galetti's yeah that would have changed things a lot actually yeah the the pdl um that would have pdl on top of that would yeah. have made resolution a lot better for sure i just want to send that meeting when they were like where should we put rune fencer on the sets agu obviously well obviously it, it does snap judgment agu's did check some boxes for rune that were previously not checked and I agree. I'm glad to get that, but they really got to start giving Rune something that's, you know, it's a job that also has light armor that's, for DD purposes, not just tanking armor that's not Paladin heavy and mage-based armor for... But they also get swipe. Naomi, though. And I, I get that you get more magic attack bonus and Every more magic burst Naomi. bonus. Well, right, right, right. But, like, as far as, like, being something special or, or being a special reason why you could put Rune on Agwu, obviously they wanted to, to focus on, like, the magic side of Rune, uh, buffing that damage on top of giving it some other utility, obviously, because all the armor does that sort of nod per slot. But it doesn't do anything special that Naomi wouldn't have added anyway, outside yeah. of a little bit more magic burst bonus. So I, that, that's that's the main reason why I feel kind of cheated that Rune Fencer was on Agwu's armor. It's, it's not because I don't want to buff that. It's just it's just present somewhere else and it it does a fine job somewhere else too but magic burst bonus damage too on the hands fox for real for agwu because no one's let's be real almost no player is going path c on naomi i almost did and i am very very happy that on rune fencer now when i use either demi or savage blade that i have a great dt set while i'm doing that so i do not feel guilty whatsoever of spamming even more stuff on Rune for damage. I, I it just goes back to the the drawing board thing though. Like Agus is awkward. I like what they attempted to do, but it's just I don't know what it's full on only here. besides the spell interruption rate in the hat, which was frankly the best part of the set. Um, yeah. 
and if you're really augmented, you get some some DT fast cast. Woohoo! Um, it's all for swipe and lunge, which are really nice but very underutilized and not for how fast paced things are with rune nowadays. It's kind of hard to fully utilize them properly. Based on one, you have to have the right runes to take advantage on the right mob and everything. But two, just doing the damage because it's not you know because like throw your runes away constantly in a serious fight. And if you're doing that, you're better off probably just weapon skilling too for damage. So it's. I use swipe and lunge almost exclusively when I help Beastmaster do vagary. Well, that's as a, as a purpose for that. Yeah. It just doesn't come up much. Like, either a mob is so fucking resistant to whatever the hell is going on. Like, even Ongo, right? Like, you have to have all these crazy debuffs. And even then, like, only like I was doing... ninjas and black mages are doing the, the real damage to it. Yeah, it was not doing great. But I don't have a great set for it. But even then, it's not like I have a terrible set for it. But even in the days of Black Mage Magic Bursting and Rising Jima, you could do 9999, you know, straight nines with uh, with Swipe and Lunge. You could do that as a Magic yeah. Burst. But it's just, that was cool then. That was great. But now it's... Eh. I think given the fluid, fluidity of how the fights go, it's fallen out of favor because of the long recast for those abilities. Yeah, it should be changed. Just I actually had an argument with someone about uh not really an argument, just kind of like a comparison on Ranger because they were they were talking about how like Annihilator is still pretty good and like, oh man, think of the barrages you could have if, if that procced. And I was like, Yeah, that's neat. And I mean MPAM three is also a more consistent way to get it because it procs more often. But what you really have to consider is not what the weapon is doing, but the fact that that ability is on a three minute recast. Like at the end of the day, Barrage isn't adding that much, and it also extends to what we're talking about for, like, Swipe and Lunge, too. It's not really adding that much because it's not reusable often enough to matter. What I would hope to change, like, if they made it a shorter recast, fine. It's not that long. It's it's long enough. It's like three minutes. That's a little long, but if it was it's three minutes, if it was one minute or a minute and a half or even two, that'd be cool. The number one change I would want would be to not expend runes. You can expend them with Rake, you can expend them with Gambit. That's really good because that, you know, it changed the tempo of a fight. You can't get them both up immediately. That's a good balance. But just don't take away my runes when I swipe and lunge, and I'll just use it freely at the start of a fight just for a little damage or nothing else, you know, or I won't be discouraged from using them because from what I'm getting, back in the day it made more sense when you could do 9, 9, 9, or just actual damage or it mattered. But now... The game is not in a magical place unless they change Black Mage or something. <laughs> Did that matter anytime soon? So even then, not expending my runes in a three-minute timer, I'd be happy not to expend them. I'd use it more. Yeah, I don't want people to get what I'm saying wrong either. Like, I'm not trying to come down on some sort of ability rune has and some sort of weird way of nitpicking it. Um, there's very little opportunity cost for just throwing in swipes and lunges as you as you would be able to magic burst. And really the only thing that you are paying is the time it takes to put runes back up. So as long as it's safe to do so, it's basically free damage that you can just add to the fight and you probably should be doing it. Problem is the runes going away. That's yeah, I mean, putting the three it. runes back up is probably going to take 15 seconds. For your, you drop a lunge, it takes about five seconds to get that first rune back up five seconds maybe 20 each one it depends because yeah. i don't want to be vulnerable to a debuff and, and also, at that point i probably it's, it's a matter of just kind of like maximizing the delays that you know are going to exist so you have the universal lockout for like when you cast spells so typically what i'll do is i'll, I'll use like a rune and then like cast flash you know so it's all within the same lockout and then i'll use a rune and then cast foil so it's all within the same lockout or a rune and then cast stun so if you kind of get in the habit of of combining those things together it 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 makes it so that you're still furthering your enmity progression, but you're not like at the mercy of 
just waiting through recasts. You know, you got to maximize your uptime. Or maybe I'm alone in that. I don't. No, know. no, and that's actually a good way to also buff Rune Fencer. So you cast either a spell and then a rune, and then you rotate the two, depending on what spells you have to recast and what exactly you're about to go into. You know, maybe I'll go to like the next farm on Rune Fencer just to see what the difference feels like now. I don't know about that, Fox. The next segment farm. Also, did we lose Spicy? Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh I was pressing the wrong button. I'm like, why? I'm like, does he not hear me? No, man, we're not. We're not here. Jesus, you. fuck. Nope. I was like, oh shit! Now we got to re-record everything. No, no, no. And I was saying, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't think you should go on the. So, did you hear me say that I don't want my my runes expended when I swipe? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Good. So you didn't, and I agree. That's anything too. important then? No. Oh, there we go. I don't know. Like sometimes it gets stale going as the same tank every time. And I love Paladin. I love Rune. I, I like playing any job. Like it doesn't. I don't get butthurt. Then let's try the evasion with Rune and just mess around with it. Yeah, I agree. I like we're we're sitting on a good amount of points, and it could be fun. It'll know? drive Felgar fucking nuts. <laughs> Probably. So where do we but leave then. off? Because I don't want to smother any more than I already have the entire episode here. Our guest, who's <laughs> supposed to be talking about Rune, but I just can't contain myself. Yeah, you're all about five out of five inspiration. Yeah, we're pushing that agenda. I have to take myself down to like a one out of five here, so Zon gets some more uh, time in here to talk about stuff. I mean, we've we've talked about quite a few things. Um, I, I I think a lot of the focus would really just should be on like how to get into tanking on Rune because a, a lot of people don't like to tank, and I don't understand why. It's, I guess it boils down to the healing thing too. Like a lot of people don't like to heal either, and I don't understand it. Like it's to me healing, um, supporting, like tanking. It's far more engaging than just hitting a weapon skill macro over and over again. So I I don't know. Like tanking I, itself probably boils down to trust in in your healer because when i was coming up in the 75 days uh my good friend was a paladin i was the red mage and yeah okay red mage not main heal got it because you know someone's gonna be like red mage wasn't main heal back then yeah it could be but when we were going and low manning things so two to three people in a fight you needed that trust like okay what exactly you're going to go into what are you thinking about doing how do you want to go into that especially you're talking about 2004, 2005, where voice communications weren't that prevalent. So you were typing everything out. You had to have Skype. a good understanding. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Fucking Skype calls. They originally didn't have group calls in that either. No. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, though. Um, being able to trust the healer was huge. And, and actually, using Red Mages as healers was a lot more prevalent. And they didn't even have Subscholar either. Like, you, you had a Red Mage, Sub White Mage just trying to be a hero. I have to say, too, when it's I hit that point, uh, and I took my red mage the same way black mages went. They were like, I want to go solo some pets. Like, yep, I'm tired of hearing refresh, haste, refresh, haste. Like, oh, oh thank you. How about when you're in uh, Besieged and everyone's walking around and say, saying cure plays with auto translate? No. Oh. Yeah, I for- almost forgot about that. Oh. Ah, I forgot all about that. Oh, yeah, we're going to do a nostalgia episode sometime. But <laughs> what to collaborate? What to stop? Collaborate and listen. Take another shot with a brand new invention. Something that's of a darker spirit, maybe whiskey, flowing through your body like it's lightning. Um, so we've moved on from Mom's Game Jacks to Mom's Roses. <laughs> so we're, we're slowly transitioning as the night goes on. I'm slowly transitioning yeah. to my genderfied He-Man. For real. Um, I was talking about drinks. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, I was talking about taking a shot because I started singing a song. 
Um, so, so I have to say part two, also between Runefencer and Paladin here, is not having to cure. I love that a lot because as a guy who's had Carrot curing them and can trust them absolutely, not having to worry about people's HP and focusing on the fight or the people around you and doing other things that you're also busy with on Rune feels a lot better than me than constantly having to cure on Paladin, not only as a necessity, but also as like you expect the Paladin with what it's doing to like stop and cure and protect people. And, you know. It's awkward. And it's a mindset not a lot of people have uh, already. Like there's a lot of situations where if I'm not White Mage, it'll probably be Abject on Scholar or Norcris on White Mage, right? And there's a lot of situations where Norcris will just snap heal people, um, even though I'm perfectly capable of doing it on Paladin, but it's just ingrained in him to do so. So, I mean, there's... Uh, so sometimes you don't even get to effectively do that yet because the knowledge or, or I guess the, the reflexes aren't there ingrained in players yet um, that, you know, the job does that sort of thing. So it's like extra things to worry about as a paladin that as a rune fencer, you just don't even have to deal with that kind of handicap. Like the white mage knows what to do. There's no kind of like trust confusion or, or you know, does this does this paladin know what he's doing or am I just going to automatically do it? It's like the rune fencer just simply fits that role and it's a lot easier to not run into you know butting heads with anyone else in the group as far as like what responsibility is there i find it's easier to focus on tanking on rune fencer than on paladin but it's a lot easier for new players to tank on paladin i've always said i agree completely 100 percent. i feel like that would be the case because i get a lot of like hey why did you start ruin as opposed to paladin like you like walking around with a shield mine's really and, easy reason too well and mine... i'm against making an empyrean i don't know <laughs> that's fair well, well, my take on it is that if you fuck up tanking on Runefencer, you die, right? Yep. But if you if you fuck up tanking on Paladin, someone else dies. Yep. I uh, I wouldn't say you die as much as you start tanking the floor. Yeah, it's fair. The floor is uh, an incredible monster. It is probably the hardest man. monster out there because we give it all the crappy gear we don't want. It's covered in mud right. from your your brush boots. Yeah, mud and crepuscular pebbles. Crepuscular pebbles. Uh, which is great for blue that finally has its first piece of PDL gear. Watch out! Oh boy! Since it's not on knob, that's not not that's not malignant circulettes. Yeah, well, for, we've had this conversation before. Yeah, but for for weapon skilling, that yeah. you know, I'm not using a Galetti's harness or something for expiation spam. But in my ammo slot, since I get no weapon skill damage there, uh, then yeah, there you go. Finally, get to use something. So, so what, what's the point here you wanted to make about uh, the one-size-fits-all approach and to not do it? Okay, so the one-size-fits-all approach uh, is pretty much, it's a very fluid job and the things you have to balance. Again, like the levers you have to throw. And where you could watch someone do something, if you're not comfortable doing that way, it's not going to work for you. You're going to find yourself either tanking the floor or everything is just going to go everywhere and you're just going to sit there going like, I can't tank for shit. Case in point being like, what sub jobs do I pick? Uh, I know some of the newer and uh, come from me newer rune fencer. I'm talking like guys who are just picking up the job. They're all like, rune blue. That's it. Best tank ever. Don't care. Like, um, might find it a little bit easier if you try something else. Or why are you so set against trying something else? Why are you so ingrained on this idea? Fights are gonna vary from person to person based on the on their style. You know, it's no different than like driving or cooking or something like that. It's the way they approach a fight. Yeah, everybody knows Key's going to do fullers. Do you want to run out of fullers or do you want to take sit there and take it? 
perhaps it's gonna vary from person to person. I guess that's really up to the geo. Perhaps they get stuck in Fuller's range because they are not five out of five on inspiration and therefore casting too slowly to have the right time to run away. I see what you did there. That's nice. What what about Reddit? Reddit says that, you know. Reddit says that I should just take summoners. Pets make it real easy, they say. So uh, if you I, all that, yeah. I am an insane person, and out of all the things we have not talked about, I actually enjoy sword slide. Oh, yes, you and the, the SB. I love Sword Slice. I, I am all about subtle blow strats for people who haven't realized this yet. And Rune Fencer gets really cool subtle blow builds, um, especially with FPO AM3. So I'm usually all about being able to maximize that when possible. Now, everyone else surrounding me usually doesn't allow that to happen because if I'm in, if I'm in full subtle blow and no one else is, it's literally doing nothing. Um, but like, if you're low man with Rune Fencer, like, keep these options in mind because like, maybe you don't need that Batuta. But maybe you can throw sword slide in instead. So you know, one size fits all. It's not only just like your approach to sub job or your approach to like how you choose to tank, but it's also like don't just like copy paste what a guide says your your merit should be and say that that applies to all situations. Like actually, like think about what you need in the content that you're about to approach. Now, especially if you're low manning it, you're gonna want to be flexible on your merits. Uh, when yeah. low manning, you're gonna find yourself taking more of a, a DD approach to rune tanking. And I remember one time we were sitting in the shell and we were like, uh, let's do Halfus. <laughs> it's a wave one farm. Like we're getting some guys some clears. It's it's low man. Like we're we're trying to enjoy the night. Let's not go crazy. No, let's do Halfus. No, they were trying to go crazy trying to find Fox's video of Halfus. Oh god. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase this. I don't believe him. It can't be real. My ninja can't do it. Where's the video he's in? I don't can't Where's find the it. Video? I can't find the OnlyFans. I, so I, I say they yeah. want to do Halfus, but in reality it was me wanting to do Halfus. I was like, do Halfus. Don't Halfus like, that. Yeah, exactly. And it, Sometimes I get these crazy ideas like, I can do this more than I can. Like Slay the Sword. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so we came in, it was, let's, let's do Halfus, and the idea that got prompted as a, hey, let's try it, then became like a, yeah, let's Let's do it. Like, I have nothing else to lose at this point in the game. So we we started with Halfus. It was myself. We had a samurai and a warrior. And things were going pretty well for the first 50%, as most Wave 2 bosses do. And then things went sideways. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. No more parrying. No more parrying. Yep. Uh, what happened was, for some reason, we would lose one of the DDs to its AoE. And he would get a rise, but while he's up, now it's me and another DD. And we are trading off. I'm opening up with intimidation, trying to maintain some hate and some pseudo-hybrid. And whatever the other DD I got is now closing the skill chain. And of course, we're low-manning this, so we're like, we don't know if we can do this exactly, but let's see if we can do it. And again, just slight changes in some techniques. I, at the time, did not have a sleight of sword merited. And I was like, most don't, okay. don't feel bad. And don't yeah, worry, no, by, by 50%, it's not going to make a huge difference um, when you're getting beat up so bad. No, not when you get beat up. Um, but at the same time, you're like, he's like, when it's just me on there, I'm finding myself catching a lot more uh, AoEs than I wanted to or was expecting. Yeah. But we ended up, yeah, we beat Halfus because then I got wiped by the uh, Vault Dancer and I'm the, the first fighter. <laughs> Yeah, that shit will happen too. It was great because we were, we were doing all right, and then the next thing I was like, I'm down. I'm down again. 
I'm down again a third time, and I don't have Jada. And, uh... Alright, hey, good luck, guys. Like, you guys have this while I tank the floor for a little bit. Sorry. So what do you think went wrong during the Volt Dancer fight? I want to say I probably ate a skill chain that I wasn't ready for. You got That's hurt. Fair. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, uh, people tanking um, aren't ready for what goes on in Wave 3 because they're used to like receiving like a TP attack, but they're not really used to receiving a TP attack plus the incoming skill chain damage that's about to occur because they're using like real weapon skills on you. And just in general, some of them are really bad sometimes, like the warrior using mighty strikes and then hitting you with stuff that just crits. <laughs> mighty strikes folk leave. Yeah. It's my, oh, that's it's a manly man. weapon skill right there. It is. That'll take out some people. Which, yeah, it will. For the... Those who are not familiar with it, uh, just have the tank tank them and stand out max melee range and you will not get hit. Uh, behind yep. it at max melee range and you will not get hit as a, that poor DD, but fell cleave. The crazy thing I do when it comes to some of the vault mobs is vault geo. And I will be like, all right, pop your bubble and then just take it the hell away. Just run with it. Yeah, so when it finally and- decides it's going to pop that bubble, like no one's nearby. Because it'll recall yeah, it but- if you fight it. So you have to get run away. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things I was like, I don't feel like dealing with bubbles today, so we're just we're just going and they were like, What are you doing? I was like, just let it let it happen. One for all should protect you in that case, but since you're in an alliance, some people are gonna die. Yeah. Yes, and if you if you break down from tank party and DD party, things like one for all and valiance will not actually hit the Yeah, that's another part that gets really awkward too. I guess we really haven't touched on a whole lot is when I, I mean, we we kind of did when I was talking about being alone with a Geo, but um, the, the Rune Fencer actually does a lot better. And in fact, most tanks do a lot better hanging out in one of the DD parties because those DDs become a lot safer as a result. Yet, for whatever reason, when people build groups, especially in Pugs, those tanks are usually chilling by themselves with like AFK people in party and like maybe that Geo that's casting the debuff bubbles because he's not buffing anyone else, you know? I, I don't understand away. that. Yeah, someone walks away if he has to turn the white mage on. Yeah, exactly. Turn the white mage on. Carry play. Yeah. You know, can we go so back you to slight sword? Situations where, yeah, well, yeah, sure. Well, no, let's let's finish this tanking the floor thing and in, in diversions because I'm sure a lot of people who are playing Rune for the first time are doing an either, well, first time in end game. Let me clarify that because I'm sure you went to Omen on Rune once and tanked some stuff. Uh, maybe Omen was the first time. If you count the Cataray bosses, if it's not a card farm. And you're fighting the the cats, then that's probably might be the first time for a lot of people on Rune or Ambuscade or Divergence. And Divergence out of those three, because we're not going to include Odyssey in there at that point. Um, out of those three, Divergence is probably the most challenging for Rune Fencer that you're going to encounter. I think Divergence is the most challenging. I think Divergence was I literally was just going to be like, uh, nope, I'm hanging this job up. Uh, my first two Divergence runs as Rune Fencer were here. Not pretty, at all. <laughs> uh, not by any means. What food did uh, you eat? Omelet sandwiches, actually. See, I don't need omelet sandwiches for that. I go black curry because the extra defense for a rune in that event to me matters more than the enmity. And they didn't exist when I was doing it too. But even now, I still carry black curry because of that. I do rotate between. As a heads up, my Discord is completely shitting the bed right now. <laughs> ah, so what did you lost there, Fox? Oh, no, you guys just started speaking in Morse code, but I, I think I've kind of followed what's going on with that. Okay, so I was saying, what food do you use in Divergence? And you said omelet sandwich, which is your favorite fox, and I said black curry bun because it has more defense. 
Well, back in the day, I actually would have used a miso ramen. Like, I, I haven't actually been to Divergence since Omelette Sandwich came out. At least, at least not in any kind of, like, capacity like that. I don't think. I don't know. I, I can't remember, like, when it didn't come out, but it would have been, like, on the tail end of it, honestly. Um, I just got done with Divergence way before then. Like, I just don't need to go in anymore. But, um, yeah, I would have used probably miso ramen, but uh, that's just because I'm a magic evasion whore and always have, and always have been. Yeah, omelet sandwich is 60 less defense and a miso ramen. Nice. Isn't it like the enmity and the HP, though, that is the that would be the selling point in that case? That's why I pick it over. It's got the extra 150 HP, but I care more about taking less damage from all the random mobs hitting me, taking away my HP. I don't know which one's going to be more effective. Honestly, a miso ramen, but for how often I was dying sometimes in Divergence, I was not using miso ramen, which would be the better choice anyway for that. To be totally honest, because in, I'm in dying like several times around. I don't think you're really going to notice a difference. Depending on the night, sometimes I, I just bad nights. Go through a whole stack of miso. I just don't think you're going to notice a difference. Like, you're going to notice the defense difference in, in something like segment farms, yeah, but I, in as far as Divergence goes, yeah, the, so... the bombs don't really seem to have that high of attack. Yeah, but being able to get your phalanx on and your um, defense up and then your mid-cast not killing you. Because you got to cast a claim and you got to foil and stuff. You still got to keep hate in there by foiling regularly. So that was the part where I would change gear to foil because I have to and I'd get destroyed. Or not destroyed, <laughs> but I, I would... the skill chain would land. And I would go from forward. like full to dropping suddenly. And you don't... And like, I'm not dead, but I don't want to go on to half HP from a few hits in my mid-cast because I, my mid-cast is not my tanking gear. That's fair. And I don't have the defense in that set at all with, with Taeon and shit. Yeah, man. What you experienced on that Voltage Dancer is likely just a, uh, a mistiming of, of casting a spell. And it heavily punishes rune fencers in there. It's exactly what, what Spicy's talking about right now. That's why the inspiration like that is huge. that is what occurred. I didn't change yeah, that until like this year. I've, I've been on Rune since it came out almost somewhat after that. And I've a lot of the guides, a lot of the guides prior um, focus on the hang up that I'm mentioning when we talk about inspiration, though. And that's how it can be dispelled. But it frequently won't be. And you mm -hmm. still have a lot of buffs on you. And the, unless you're getting a full dispel, generally it's not like, haha, I'm going to troll my mustache and target specifically your inspiration. Twirl my mustache. Yeah, like the, like there's there's no there's no like weird like targeting of, of debuffs or whatever when things dispel you. So it's not like mobs are going out of their way to remove your inspiration. It just happens to be removed by dispel. So it's not nearly the Achilles heel that a lot of the guides out there will paint it to be. And people who have formulated that mindset are it, it's you're you're kind of doing yourself a disservice by not being able to explore the options that you have available to you. Um, that would keep a lot of newer rune fencers safer and a lot of the veteran rune fencers safer. For just having better midcasts, I agree. It's number one hang up of a rune until you get a hang on it. Yeah, and when inspiration's down, it's still a big problem. Yeah, because you are a Fabergé egg when you are not in your uh, full full turtle set. Fabergé egg. Oh, you so you definitely notice so, it. So delicate, and you lose HP a lot too. So you notice it there too. Yeah, I was thinking about catching catching some sort of either weapon skill or special attack one in midcast. You're fighting Halfus and get shoulder tackled or whatever in your mid-cast, that's it. Yeah, what it usually is, is it's the closing weapon skill, and then it's going to create a skill chain that you don't have a rune up or a bar spell for, and you're just going to get flattened because it will actually deal damage to you. Stuff like CDC against those mobs against you in there actually does quite a bit of damage too because it's critting. It has visceration, CDC. Those hurt you quite bad. Well, yeah. I mean, they're doing... 
yeah, it, in fact, it's it's simulating our experiences in segment farms where they're raising their uh, their their penis against you. Yeah, yep. it's something that you're not used to seeing. So the weapon skills actually do hurt quite a bit more. Yeah, yeah because I imagine their stats are higher than ours, so they're getting more bonus from hitting us with a crit. Such a bonus. So can we go back to Slate of Sword, as I said? Why do you like Slate yeah. of Sword so much, Fox? Because for those who don't know, Slate of Sword, if you go five out of five and use the, uh, was it the Relic Hands there? You get like... Relic Hands. Yeah, plus... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, 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 was hoping, I was hoping for the clarification, but the enthusiasm is appreciated. Um, it's plus, uh, I was using my five out of five inspiration for that. Five out of five uh, assisting. Um it's 35 plus subtle blood with those hands on. So essentially with a Chirich ring plus one, you just need one other piece and you're capped. But what is the, when, how often do you practically really, because you've talked many times off the podcast, mm-hmm. but like, oh, I don't want to get rid of that. I really like it a lot. It's like, but what makes you like it so much? Because I would find it, I put in the guide, it is really only useful in niche situations. On the, It is. So it's like, I don't find so, myself in the situations enough to even carry it around. I do though. Um, when I, when I do things, I actually do things low man a lot. And when things go wrong in low man, I like the most secure of the blankets to catch me when, when I fall. And when you compare it to the rest of the stuff, like sure, Batuta's cool. Um, but Batuta does not always protect you from every TP attack is the thing. Um, slide a sword actually strictly reduces the amount of TP coming in at you because you're, you're feeding far less. And when everyone is like dying and you have to hold the line, the least, the less TP attacks that are incoming at you um, actually improve the ability, the group's ability to recover because shit will happen. Um, that plus when I DD, I like to make sure that I'm DDing in a way that's effective. It doesn't mean that I have to do like the most damage, but if I'm actually going to turn on me doing rune fencer things, if I'm solo, um, I prefer having sword slide on because I will pop sword play. Uh, it charges it charges faster because of the gloves. Um, that's part of a different part of the effect of how that works. And then when I have my AM3 set on, I actually get as much subtle blow. I almost cap subtle blow too um, on Rune Fencer. Uh, so when I'm just ab- when I'm just absolutely wailing away on the mob with AM3, it's much less of a downside than if you're just like in this full greedy set that doesn't have like any amount of of, uh, of subtle blow in it. So it's really noticeable when you're doing really stupid things. And I tend to do a lot of really stupid things. Besides an Inkamadu ring, what's other subtle blow two for rune? Shared earring. Ah, oh, there you go. So you get yeah, you got yeah, plus you, 10 you get up you get up to sixty-five, and then you don't actually have to sacrifice a whole lot um in that AM three set because uh you get plus thirty-five just from having like the full sword slight uh while that's active, and as long as you can end the fight. Um, you only need like 15 subtle blow, which comes from like two hurt your, pieces. Yeah, your rings are already ideal in that case. Yeah, because and, and basically it, it it synergizes with your set because those hurt pieces, I'm not trying to brag, but like I have full quad attack set when it comes to my AM3. Like I almost never DD on rune, but I honestly should. And it's, uh, it's really nice having access to that much multi-attack while also having like capsule blow without really sacrificing any pieces in gear to do so. Um, and it's really synergistic. So it, it helps. It's not needed. I completely agree with your guide. Like most rune fencers out there won't like it, but I like it for those very particular niche reasons because they aren't quite as niche for the reasons I use rune fencer. Because I, I do stupid things on rune fencer. So you know where I'm going to go with this next, right? Ah. Huh. 
it's two minutes of a duration for a five minute recast. How does that? I could see that maybe buying some time, but it doesn't change the course of the fight because it's only on for two minutes. Two minutes is a long time when shit has gone wrong. Mm, yeah, but usually when shit it's goes real... wrong, weakness timer is five. Uh, unless you have a white mage, in which case it's it's like three. Three, I think. but yeah. I mean, maybe it'll buy some time, but then I always wonder what fight is so menacing that any TP move getting off is that important to carry it around. Like ambuscades, um, most of the level one forty five content will be that way. Because I said in here, um, know, a lot of people think that mobs have regain that don't actually have regain. Some clearly do, like in Odyssey. Yeah, we some found, do. Uh, during but Aura. there's there's a lot of mobs out there that you can actually really control TP feed on, and uh, being able to pay attention to that when you can is pretty important. And for me, though, like my sacrifice in that is Batuta. I, I don't find that I need Batuta. Like, I usually only carry, like, a single merit in it because all I use it for is I pop it to heal myself using Terms Mittens Plus. Like, if something goes wrong, I pop on Batuta, I heal myself up by, by parrying, and that's what the Terms Mittens do. And we call it a day. Um, but most of the time, if you're able to just mitigate the incoming damage and, and build good sets, like the set that I'm talking about that, that hybridizes your AM3, you don't have to worry about that sort of stuff. And you can still stay offensive while being able to mitigate the effects of, of potentially wiping or even just being solo um, and not really lose as much of your progress as you think you would lose. So it's it's nice. And then, like, you can sword slide, and then when you're done sword sliding, like, you can pop Batuta, and it helps bridge the gap. Like, th there's there's a couple strategies that go with it. It's not perfect as far as the strategy is concerned, but it, it just offers a lot of uh, mitigation in oh shit situations or situations where maybe you can plan for better ways of handling things going wrong, I guess. So, outside of having multiple mobs hitting on me, which is one of the biggest reasons for Petuta, the biggest boost of it is in um, the first one out of five, you get 40%, and it's a 4% more after that for everyone. Yeah. So having it one out of five would justify, in this case, your four to five inspiration, so that you can keep rake at uh, one out of five here, and you could run around mm -hmm. with four out of five slight of sword, which would be full time good enough, or even or even three out of five. Like evaluate your set. Like don't just go four out of five or five out of five because yeah. I said to do so. Like if your set doesn't need it, then you just simply don't put it on. Um, just put as much little blow as you need. Two out of five would be ideal too. Like if you have enough pieces, that'll that'll work. Are you getting auspice? Like if you can guarantee you get auspice, you pretty much just cap with just this and auspice with a much lower uh, sword slate. Yeah, true. I didn't even think about how auspice would kind of ruin a bit of that. Yeah, but it's just a matter of what you plan for. And then also if you have too much, like let's say you're going like full balls to the wall and you have like auspice and you also have like siren's favor and all this stuff. Well, obviously you're probably not going to need sword slate. You can probably just get by with those buffs plus your Nikmadu ring plus your shared earring. Because the, the cap goes both ways. Like it, you can cap 50% subtle blow two and 25% subtle blow one, and you'll still reach the subtle blow cap that way. And people don't really realize you can do it in reverse. Um for for this sort of thing, like you can just take your sword slide out if you know that that's the strategy that you're gonna be using. And at which point, you know, go ahead and put more Batuta in there. Or if you need rake, go ahead and put rake and gambit. Or I'm sorry, rake. Just gambit. rake, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I was gonna say because uh, we always you know, lump those two together. When you, yeah, I always you assume that Gambit's also in there, but Gambit's in Group One as a recast. Yeah. Get Gambit normally. Um, because you know you say depending on what you're fighting for or when things go to shit, you want to be ready. But I mean, if it goes to shit, I could see having five out of five, maybe. But also, how would you ever plan for anything less or more than zero out of five or less than five out of five? And depending on your set, of course, because, you know, Cherich gets you almost there. With point. a pug, you aren't. With a pug, you're definitely not doing True, that. but how do you but, even ever, how do you, you know, you, based on what you're accounting for, how do you even account for all that? There's too many things to account for in that case. Do you really have to ask that, knowing how I prepare for things? I mean, based on how you and I play Rune, you more so than I, the amount of intricacy that has to go into your sets to maximize some of the things like this we're talking about here, the amount of planning on top of that already is... I mean, because Herc does take a bit away from you to use. It does, yes. And yeah, I mean, you end up sacrificing magic evasion in, in, when, when you go down that road, too. Um, but that's where you just use magic evasion food to help make up for it. And then also you have, like, uh, uh, Naomi pieces that you could splice in, like, maybe one or two of. Like, I should actually reevaluate the set to see if there's um, more that I can't add there. I think Naomi legs actually are pretty good for, you know, for the set that I would like to actually optimize that for. I think we're overshooting magic evasion a lot of times too. I think so too. Cause in my, uh, Nayame based magic evasion set for rune here, it's like plus 819 magic evasion. And I think honestly, if you get five, 600, I think 600 be a sweet spot for um, pretty much any NM. I think that's honestly probably good enough slash already capping. I think we're over capping on a lot of things too, where, it may, you know, it'd be like, oh, I lost my magic evasion on her cans, but depending on what you're fighting, especially something older and it like, say, uh, I don't know, Omen, I, I don't think you really need it, or even Ryzen Jima and M's like you think we do. Yeah. Because there's a difference between in the past having to wear Herculean gear on Runefencer, and without a Carol, you wouldn't evade Albumen. Now you still really still want the Carol, but it's, it feels like. Once the Carol's on, you're overkilling with your magic evasion gear at that point. I think so. But it's hard to really tell that, which is one of the hardest parts of being a rune, because a paladin doesn't worry then, about that. And like like the sense that I'm talking about, like if I'm gonna talk about sword slide, I'm talking about being able to like just use Herc hands and Herc feet and being able to get to like a very nice value. Um it's not it's not anything like beyond that. It, it just helps me optimize those two pieces so that I can wear better gear elsewhere. And already those are pretty decent pieces having triple attack and quad attack on them on each piece respectively like they're they're pieces that you want to wear during am3 they're they're positive so outside hard of like the Omni path a yeah well it is hard to get yeah i mean something you shoot for but triple attack is still good too and that, that you can get on there well not no problem but you can get them on there store right? tp for am3 at this point with herc feet would be nicer but you Pretty do get good. you do get five and six little blow there but we're off on a tangent here with subtle blow at this Huge point. Tangent. yeah I, I let's get off this but those are the inner workings of my mind as far as justifying sword slight and why i like it basically uh to summarize i, I can play there. rune I, I i can play rune perfectly fine without the other merit categories like i have no issue but sword slight i can just add in a situation and be prepared for something that i may never need and I like I enjoy doing that, and I would change that if like I had to maximize rake or something. But honestly, it's just a matter of where you're at on the job, I suppose. Like new people, please don't merit sword slight. You probably don't have the sets or you know the the reason to do it yet. <laughs> you know, speaking of new people, besides dying in their mid sets, 
and wearing uh, Niamo <laughs> gear to Tankin. If you look at Incortata, the difference between a non-SU3 rune, because I'm going to throw on the plus four or five feet here, uh, and if you're sure. not, you know, uh, it's like 11, let's see, Incortata. Should you, be five it's on a, the feet. It's 11% base as a rune, 99 with no job points. And you're going to get an extra, through going up to 2,000, you're going to get an extra 8% parry rate there. And the feet, when you can unlock your SU3, is going to be 4 or 5% more. So you're talking at this point, you've gotten it's with like your cape. 24%. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, the, with cape. It's yeah, the cape's 3%, the feet's 4 to 5. And then the extra job points here is going to be up to 8. So you've gone to... 15 16 potentially parry rate which for every hit coming at you as a new rune not having that it makes you a lot squishier because in cortada which is just a trait that gives you parry rate on rune if you don't know what it is is a big deal because those terms mittens even though you can't cure terms mittens i still use them a lot just because of how nice it is to keep my hp up every time i parry it's like a broken piece yeah completely agree it's the only reason i care about Batuta now well, it's nice to parry so in general. Just think, TP. if you would have, uh, if you would have been able to to parry that dancer's attacks, uh, you wouldn't have had to explode. Oh no, that's that's why I live for about an extra minute on the second, <laughs> second minute. chance. That dancer just no idea, just went wild. I was just like, oh. must have been a oh. building flourish. Look, new, new rune fencers should not be subjected to wave three. They're simply not ready for it. A paladin is new. And that's off there. Well, I mean that that should be obvious, though. Like, you know, don't, if if you're a new person and you can relate to this story and you got like somehow downtrodden because you got completely crushed in content and you're a new rune, like, don't because there's a huge learning curve that goes with it, and you you have no business trying to tank some, tank wave three if you're it's like your second day, you know. There's oh, I no this was not my second day. This was a few oh. months later, which is again we were. Oh. We were low, man. We well, were just getting some people some clears. And well, like, you know, can we do it? Some Let's things, see. Some things don't change. Yeah, we just we went at it, and I was like, "Okay, let's let's do this." I'm on the ground. Let's do this again. I'm back on the ground. Let's do a third time. I'm tired of this thing. <laughs> I've often wondered too, Fox, with how Lorikit Torque R15 and stuff now gets all this huge amounts of extra defense. Um, if there was a way for Wave 3 runes, even newer ones, to wear certain pieces of gear that give more defense on rune at the cost of, like, you know, getting rid of the... I don't think the enmity in your idle neck there is going to make or break anything for the rune uh, JSE neck, the runist torque, whatever it is. And I don't think the extra magic evasion there will make or break in Divergence Wave 3. So I've always wondered, too... And throwing on more defense-oriented gear for Rune Fencer on top of what you'd normally wear could potentially make things a lot easier for them. Because those mobs, those weapon skills, if you have more defense, don't kill you it's like true. they do. So, I mean, here's how you want to evaluate these things. Like, for the same reason that you're adding, like, that that small amount of defense. Because, like, someone listening to this is going to go look that up and be like, oh, that's not that much defense. It's like, what is it, like, 100 total? I think it's like, uh, I think the augment is... It's like plus 30 or something, right? I forget. I could look it up, but but basically, I someone's gonna look at here. that. Okay. So unity ranking is between ten and fifteen, so you're gonna have around twelve plus, and then the augment is plus forty five defense. Okay, so you get like plus sixty defense, right? Yeah. Someone is gonna look at that. That's and, big. 
Well, right. Um, but on its own, it doesn't do anything. Um, you would have to focus the set as a whole to be focused on having more defense in order for that to actually pay any real dividends. Now, the, the same thing can be argued with the MND that you take away as well, because if you get hit and you don't have the plus MND to help stem that bleed, um, and you're getting hit for non-zero damage, especially from like multiple targets, um, you can end up with some real issues there. And if you want to build a set that, that focuses on like all defense, you're going to need a lot of these 60 defense slots to add up in order to give you enough of a bonus to really, you know, move the feet if need. Um, especially on a job like Rune. Like on, on Paladin, it's a bit easier, but it's whatever. Um, at the same time, though, you do want to keep in mind what you're sacrificing. So you're going to be sacrificing, you know, plus seven enmity there. Or uh, when you look at the legs and you decide that you're going to replace those the the, uh, the Empyrean plus one legs with a different piece, you got to realize that you're losing plus 11 enmity there in order to get like a more modern piece with more magic evasion or defense on it. So while you are making optimizations that keep you alive, it may not be worth the enmity loss in the long run i don't think and... that the tanking enmity like in your swaps the enmity is huge of course but i don't think the idle tanking enmity is noticeable and i would love to see it tested it's just the amount that you lose per hit though so like if they're hitting for zero no you don't need any plus enmity at all but you can't always guarantee that they're going to be hitting you for zero like you could get dispelled and if like let's say you lose protect you're no longer stacking defense the same way you could be taking bigger hits and now you're taking bigger hits without plus enmity in your set. Here's something. So now you're, you're putting other people at risk. Here's something. Every rune fencer doing an event like Odyssey or Divergence, any wave, can you please coordinate with your white mage or whoever's giving you protect to give it to you on Embolden? Because yeah, that is a huge thing. And we haven't even mentioned that in this Embolden conversation. Yet. Yeah, Embolden is beautiful. Big is beautiful, and Embolden is beautifuler. Oh, Embolden. So it basically doubles the potency, but has the duration. Hey, uh, Zod, wake up. Yeah, I'm up here. Uh, I'm pulling it up. Don't worry, I'm not up here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, basically, it's going to make it a lot better. Yeah, it will. And if you have a white mage that's got a crap ton of duration enhancing gear, you're not going to notice that hit in the half duration for that increase in potency. It's really good with scholars specifically. Yes. Scholar buffs are is so good with if you, if your corsair loves you and wants you to do the most damage before you pop an M, he can always give you naturalist roll before you embolden your temper or something. Yeah, that's also very good. Um, naturalist roll just increases. Uh, it, it's even more duration plus. Yeah, for Nancy. Um, but yeah, like basically, if you can if you can get an embolden naturalist uh, like uh, Embrava, even you're, it's basically god mode. Like you, you stack that shit with like Regen Five, and you get an embolden Embrava. Like you don't even need to be hasted at that point because you're getting forty five percent haste just from the Embrava itself. Um, you're getting like the one point five uh, like Regen tick. Like it's like one hundred and thirty seven a tick or something. It's it's pretty silly. I really wish uh, embolden stacked with the Mighty Guard. Honestly, ooh, that'd be fancy. That'd be if only it yeah, was because you also get the defense. Yeah, exactly. I'm sitting here curious now, wondering what the possibility of a rune's defense could be with all these. I'm like trying, like, what's the waste it could wear? You could probably, you could probably get to paladin levels, honestly, like the the 4.5 5k defense. I don't know about that. Only with you'd have, you'd have to really focus it though. Like you yeah, need what would, tricks. what would the trade off be though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that that's what I want people to think about before they make these these sets. Is that there's always a trade off. 
Like I think he'd be using the Adumbo Sash. I think just there's some pieces like the lower kit, a refined grip, things like that that could be thrown in there on top of an emboldened protect with food that can make a big difference, especially for a newer mm-hmm. player. But if you think about it's it, like it, let's say you watch you watch my paladin roll around in uh, in Shoal, right? I have 4.5k. Well, to 5K stand up, Fox. We don't need you rolling around in the ground on a paladin. Yeah, but I do that though, and. I, I go and pull those mobs. Um, a lot of times it's regen five that's actually making it look like I'm not taking damage, but I am still taking like 20 damage a hit between like zero and 20 ish. Right. And even if rune fencer were to get that high and everything, if you're not using like any plus enmity outside of crusade and your epio in that set, you're still bleeding some hate. Like it's not a lot. It, it could seem trivial, but you just kind of have to think about like how much you're building on the mobs around you to begin with. Like, there's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Depending on and the buffs you would I, have, though, going into that, it is possible lot. you may benefit from emboldening with a phalanx. And then using your phalanx receive gear to aid in how much damage mitigation you get off that phalanx. Yeah, because if you get low enough, it's a common especially trick, yeah. In, yeah, in, in wave one of diversions, something like that, omen especially, uh, if you're not there for play phalanx plus gear from dark matter campaigns, which I think there's one going right now. Get your get your Herc Plus for all. Yeah, jobs. it will be coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when this gets released, it'll be within a week. Cool. Yep. So yeah, that's yeah. important. But yeah, emboldening that can make the difference between taking little bits of damage from other mobs, taking zero. So just don't embolden your own phalanx. Like let other people cast it on you because it's it's unless the fight's gonna be super short, it's probably not gonna be worth the embolden. You're probably gonna get more out of what Spicy was talking about with the whole protect thing. You could do both. I mean, you could if you coordinate with your if uh, your white your mage. Gear. If your white mage has enhancing duration gear on their protect, like Carrot does, you can get a protect that'll last you quite a long time at half duration because mm-hmm. they would have lost you would last you like about thirty minutes if they have all their gear because they're casting for like an hour. Yep. And then you, yeah, get, you usually hit right at about an hour on white mage. Embolden's ten minutes at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So you can start a run, uh, embolden, protect, and then once you hit an NM, like if you're going after the wave two, wave three NMs. You can end up emboldening a phalanx. Depending on how your red mage looks with the phalanx 2 gear, you could look somewhere around 8 to 10 minutes, maybe. Oh, well, That's then... a completely decked out red mage, though. But then you're looking at just constantly using emboldening for... You also have to put your phalanx plus gear on when you're getting it from your red mage as well. Yes. So you have to make yes. a set for that. Yay, more sets on rune! Yay! Uh, not necessarily, because if you already have the Phalanx plus gear from using it on yourself, you're just putting in those pieces that give you the phalanx. Yeah, you're I, not looking correct. for the yeah. Just enhancing. equip that set and don't cast anything. Yeah, you would also want your duration gear in there as well, like your pants, right? Your food arc that'll affect them casting on you. Correct. Yes. Okay, so there you go. Those are huge, and your uh, you fucking had to carry this cape because of emboldened the ruinous cape from uh, from stupid I, Reeves. There's no world where I'd give up the plus five phalanx for that duration plus if, if a red mage is casting on me. What's plus five duration on a cape for phalanx that rune carries? No, no. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, I thought you were talking about the legs, not the cape. No, no, no. I, I thought I that was. was weird I, to I was with, talking but... the legs initially because honestly, if uh, the extra five didn't matter, the duration on those legs is a big deal. Yeah, I would rather. Um, I would much rather use the the plus five phalanx legs. Yeah, I wish they got a plus five cape. That's that's a paladin thing. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking duration increase on other pieces that you're not sacrificing for the damage mitigation off the phalanx, though. Uh, like what besides cape? Because every their body, head, hands, whatever is all phalanx plus potentially. Yeah. 
don't think if there's any earring or anything yet. I think maybe a waste piece. Not for rune, it's for other, it's for mages. Can't think of it. Because if it's it out there, let us know, exist. I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, I could just sit here and try to research it, but then it sounds like I fell asleep again. Yeah, let's let's go on. Where were we at? Did I stop us there in, in the middle of something important again? No, nah, it's just the idea of being able to coordinate pre-buffs. Um, make sure you're using Naturalist Roll. Make sure that you're using Embolden properly. Um, have people change to Scholar and pre-buff your, your party and then like change back to White Mage or something if that's available. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, you can really, especially for events like Ambu, like you can carry like pre-buffs into Ambu and sometimes just get away with not even having a healer at all. Yeah. You know, I've also nothing is more infuriating on Rune Fencer than when you use Embolden and go to cast Temper in yourself and you get hit with Auspice or something. Yeah. A bar spell I've gotten hit with. Bar petrify while I'm trying to uh that plus thirty seven subtle blow though. Uh, bar petrify like while I'm trying to cast Yeah, it's like just perfectly timed. Or how about I have a macro and party? That says, um, uh, "Embolden's on. Please recast my protect only, please." And I'll just hit it five times and get no protect whatsoever. And then that white mage is gonna, or, or the white mage has like pro and shell like macro, but it's shell first. So they just hit that macro, and you get like emboldened shell instead. And I've emboldened crusade plenty of times as well. Sometimes, oh yeah, that's the only thing you can embolden. Yep. Sometimes that's because emboldening shell. Tactic. Emboldening shell is not a winning strategy, in my opinion. Oh, pretty useless. Yeah. Because you, you just it's not magic defense bonus, it's just magic damage. It'd be cool if it was. Right. <laughs> Frankly, with how gear is nowadays, I mean, there's a lot of jobs like heavy DD jobs that definitely would not get away with it, but on Actually, Rune, it'd be interesting to be able to just only use gear to tank MDT and then use pure magic defense bonus on shell and have it be some ridiculous amount. I would be really curious to find out if Embolden affects a white mage's uh, uh, bar spells, though. It does. Well, no, I, I mean, obviously it affects the amount it bars from, but the actual solace part of that where it adds magic defense bonus. Oh. Um, I'm wondering cool. if it if it, if it it uh, 1.5s the uh, magic defense bonus as well. Why is it every time White Mage comes up, there's testing? Right. Because no it's one wants to like do nobody, it. It only cares. plays the job, right? Like, you always have to run your, your startup command on your White I Mage. I would assume it doesn't, Fox, because that's part of the ability. It's not part of the spell. Yeah, probably. Uh, that would actually make sense, though. Yeah, because it's not from the spell itself. It's I'm going to say testing not required. Yeah. I you say, you uh, didn't test the last stuff. I don't want to hear that. I know, but I, I keep putting it out there so other people can fucking test it for me so I don't have to hear that wrong. Hold <laughs> on, I, I, I want to make a note right now so when I ever listen to this again. White Mages, uh, can we try this? Thanks. Something, 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 <laughs> Bar Petra. What? Wait, why would you listen to this again? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've already been here. Don't do it. Fucking the balsamic. Balsamic. I gotta I got stay off. Balsamic to the face. Yeah, we talked to quite a bit about Runepencer. Like, I don't think we need to talk about like the minutia of like you should flash often. Please. Uh, yeah. These, are, these abilities. Wait, I'm, I'm supposed to use that spell a lot, but my MP. Oh, pre-show though, I did want to mention the whole uh, valiance thing, and not uh, and once you get an Epio, please fucking understand that uh, lament. You can over- yeah, lament. It'll be our like, lament. Don't- like don't 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 valiance people and then hit lament right afterwards, like thinking you're gonna like spike eight because you will, but then you will also override your 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 valiance and all of a sudden everyone is going to have like no protection to that element. So yeah, please don't do that. I see that happen a lot. I mean, they will, but was it like ten seconds? I think. Yeah, 
So, for those who don't know about Valiance and Valation, um, they give an extra SDT that's multiplicative with magic damage taken, which means it bypasses your magic damage taken cap to that element when either of those are on. So you can split it out. It's it's 15%, so essentially once you go past cap, uh, 50%. Uh, magic damage taken. I wonder how that affects Paladin as well. Can Paladin get minus like 99% or 90? What is it? It'd probably apply the same cap, like 87.5 then. I think you'd reach the point where like even in testing, a Paladin probably wouldn't fucking notice. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably, probably not, but like I, I, I assume you're talking about cap. Like, yeah, I assume you're, you're, you're talking about like stacking with Aegis and stuff at that point. Yeah. Too, yeah. I imagine uh, well, you cap at 87.5. Well, yeah, I mean, well, it should actually be able to go beyond that because it's a separate reduction. A level beyond. Yeah, but the the thing is, is that if even if you're at eighty seven five and you multiply like a million like ninety nine percent damage reductions from then, you you will never actually um, cap. Yeah, you will never step over the limit of ninety nine percent in that situation. Um, it, you're basically stuck at never hitting one hundred percent because it's all a multiplicative that is not uh, that is not adding to anything over a hundred. It's 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 what's called a limit. Do your thing, Phalanx. I'm yep. Thinking, obviously, you're not going to hit the cap, but I'm thinking if that were the case, you would only need one rune in order to reach that cap, though. Oh no, no, no. Uh, so, uh, with it being like a special damage taken, like an extra term, um, you would like if you got enough of it, you could go past eighty-seven five technically, um, because it's not part of your normal DT rules. So, like, your, your normal DT rules paladin? is your DT1 and DT2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, let's say you're a paladin, right? And you're sitting at 87.5 because that's super fucking easy for a paladin to hit for magic defense. Uh, for for the um, the shell side of things, the, the magic damage taken. Um, if you get the, um, if you get a Valiance after that point, you get whatever your 87.5 reduction is, and it's going to be multiplied against what that Valiance is going to reduce it by as well. And it's going to reduce it further. So it's effectively taking you beyond the cap, but that cap still exists. It's just a, a another step at which it's being uh, de-incremented. And this is to go yes. even further. Uh, this yeah, kind of mentioned merit category okay. one for Valanche. Yeah, it's it's talking about a bunch of stuff that super doesn't matter, honestly, because like you're taking like zero. And like what what's cooler than taking zero? I guess taking zero harder. So I mean, how hard could you possibly take zero? Yeah, but yes, uh, ultimately. They're going to max out 45 SCD um, if you use the same three runes. If not, it's going to be 15 per rune for that element. It so should you be. could use it. should be. It should be 20. Because you would never not have this 5 out of 5. This is not yeah. even an inspiration of debate here. Okay. <laughs> natively, because that's how I tend to refer to things. Once you hit 75. Natively. What? What, what are merits? The me- <laughs> I don't know. I, I, my character, only five days old, did not group up yet for merits. Why can't I get stuff from Gobby Chest? If only I could pay for this Ambuscade VD. Why is no one selling it this month? What's wrong with Sahagans? J0 fixes bad, bad game design. Knockback bad. Knockback is not in 14, therefore it should not be in 11, and using it Anchor is, is justified because I want fluid game design. Those people are fucking idiots. It is important. <laughs> are, right, so on this tangent, for those who don't know, this is legitimate. The uh, it was supposed to be worst threat of the week, but it was not worth going into because it go back into the whole cheating tirade. There is I the, the fucking Reddit. What is JA zero Reddit thread that came out a couple days ago? And the person legitimately asking, 
which I compared to, uh, they said they couldn't find it in Google, of course, so they were legitimately asking, what is JA0, which I compared in the Discord to going into a pub in Belfast and asking which country you're in. Yeah, that's not going to turn out well, I guess. Yeah, the conversations that ensued there, especially all the shit I got from people saying, which is fixing bad game design, whatever excuse they want to make. And the other person that knockback's not part of a fluid game uh, design and is not part of 14 and da 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 all this other bullshit from them. And that's, that's what we're referring to, I'm referring to here. We talked pre-episode about. Yeah, I was going to say, I was pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> Fox is having a game. fucking annual. <laughs> He's over there These just people. spazzing out. These people are the reason I can't have nice things or a healthy life. These people are the reason uh, I have to walk down the toy aisle. I was gonna say, I feel For like real these people dude. contribute to it. This For is fucking not, real. This is not the end. Alright. So, yes, if you're capped magic damage taken with this 5 out of 5 Valachion effect that you should have, you go to 10% for each element. So you could have, you know, about close to minus 80%. I think it's like 78 or something. Um, to a single element, which, you know makes you take not a lot of elemental damage against things of one element, like Odyssey Tier 3s. There's a reason that Rune is popular. Uh, also, you could do 3 at, like, 60%. So, 3 elements taken, you know, it's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, you're just bringing things to a more manageable level at that point. So, yeah. uh, when you use Impalation, if you have it completely, I guess, maxed out with job points, and using the Runus Coat plus 3, which you're probably going to have in your tanking set, being with an Agma and the Agma cape, it's not quite a three minute duration, but it's almost close enough where you're not gonna feel it unless you badly time it. Uh, the overlap, I think it ends up being seven seconds. Uh, if my math is kind of quickly done correctly, yeah, seven seconds. You'll have seven seconds of downtime. Uh, but if you're no, rotating, what you're saying is that, that you'll, never you'll always at least have it up on you. Yes, yeah. it will always be up on you, and if you're your five out of five inspiration, <gasps> should you not lose it? Uh, I know. All right, back on this road again. I'm touching should myself. you not? Should you not I lose? Believe it. Creeped out now. You should Even be more. This is what I get to live with. I'm sorry, uh, but you you won't have that much downtime, as, or <laughs> you shouldn't have any downtime, especially if you're rotating it out with relation. You're a rune fencer. There's no downtime. You have to cast cocoon again. That's right. There's always something to do. Ice spikes are pretty good. I do like to keep them on myself. Yeah, he's he's referring to the downtime between the abilities. Yes, I know he is. I gotta make sure that people understand that with the yeah, because someone's gonna be like, "Whoa, what if? What if? What if I? Did you guys know that this is where you're supposed to use lament as an AOE to bridge the gap? What's J zero? What's J zero? Is it so that I can lament while running? Uh, so I, I guess since since we brought it up, we can just touch upon it really quickly. Uh, Rune Fencer gets blaze spikes, ice spikes, and shock spikes. Blaze ice spikes. spikes. Give him... What's up? Blaze spikes, the dumbest fucking thing ever. They were so cool at level ten or whatever, level eight, level eighteen, I think, when you got I, them. I remember getting them. I think it was yeah, I think it was like twenty for Red Mage, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. fucking nostalgia here. I wanted blaze spikes so bad, and I'm like, oh my god, I can put spikes of fire around myself as a black mage. I like leveled black mage. I went like. Like, how do I get blaze spikes into Google to find some GeoCity site? They told me how to get blaze spikes because everyone was trying to sell it for like millions of gil I didn't have. <laughs> and I like trying to run around for days doing this quest to get in these wild onions and shit for these brats. 
And yeah, I was going to say, wasn't it Quest and Wendy? Yes, got it? uh, it's from the uh, the SOB superheroes there. Uh, you know, the, the little Tarus in the alley behind this house that they have no parents watching them, and they need onions, of course, from the wild to give you a spell that puts fire around everything, because that's what children should have. And uh, it yeah, was the coolest thing ever, and I want it so bad, but Blaze Spikes do nothing, where at least Shock Spikes stun, and Ice Spikes preferably paralyze. Yes, and you know what? I think the reason they gave you the scrolls because you were the adult supervision for them. You know, another note here: what the fuck happened to Shock Spikes? Because at seventy-five, when you had things hitting you, they were actually very useful because you would stun a mob while running away, and you get distance between you and the mob, especially in the movement speed gear. But now it feels like Shock Spikes don't stun shit, and you can only use Ice Spikes. And Blaze Spikes, of course, still have no secondary effect because why? My guess is it probably has like a static magic accuracy and the mobs now have more magic evasion than they would have had before. So SC just never buffed shock spikes because they're jerks. That sounds, that sounds about par for the course for like most abilities as they scale high Adeloquium. They really should buff shock spikes because yeah. that was really awesome. I think shock spikes was probably intended to have more fire or more damage overall compared to the other two. And that's why it didn't have an additional effect. Lo and behold, when they hit us, it's a nightmare when the Mamal Jaw and Odyssey are using them. So why is it? Maybe I'm just it's like hundred damage a hit. Maybe I just haven't used it in forever, and I'm just assuming it doesn't stop mobs for shit. Maybe when there's a bunch of mobs around you hitting you, maybe the stun's nice. I don't know. Honestly, I always forget to put the spike spells up. Almost always, I forget it. You're too busy accounting for subtle blow. Yeah, I'm always accounting for the subtle blow. So you were correct. Slight of spikes, if only. It it definitely is one of those things that tends to go into a pre-buff phase before you go into a boss and you're going to put them up. But, again, once they fall, if you are not actively watching them or watching for them, you're going to forget to put them back up. Yeah, so you're, it's, it's, something, it's something you should do, definitely. It's just something yes. I know that I'm completely guilty of not doing. Commonly, I'll do it at uh, the start of an ambuscade or before a big pull in Dynamis. Because then again, at that point, it's every little damage helps, even the five the spikes hit for, but at the same time, there's that chance for that paralyzed proc, which means that's one less attack coming at you. Yeah. As small as it might be, at the end of the day, that still curbs some damage coming your way. And Omen, it's a Or to deal. someone else, too. Because all the or to else. somebody else, yes. So, Stop the spell go from going off, etc. You had mentioned pre-show as well, Fox, since I don't think there's too much stuff about spikes here. I'm just going to kill it. Nah. I'm going to kill it like spikes, like blaze spikes being useless, and my heart, you know, my my starry-eyed, I'm a brand new player 15, 16 years ago, looking at blaze spikes like it's the coolest thing since sliced bread. Uh, I'm going to kill that. And Okay. So, Lament. Let's just talk about Lament for a second. Who here has ever saved... I mean, it's only AoE with Apple Tree. It's single target otherwise. Who here has ever saved anyone with Lament? Please raise your hand, even though I can't see it. I'm raising mine. I'm raising my hand, too. How many rune fencers... Myself. Well, besides yourself. I don't have an EPO, so oh, I guess okay, I didn't so, save many people. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's fair. You have to ride in the back of the bus, then. Yeah. It's fine! So, how many rune fencers that you pick up in a pug group ever use it effectively raise your hand if you've ever seen it because i don't think i'm going to raise my hand for this actually one. i never see them use it at all yeah at, at all and even if they don't it is a huge enmity spike to use it oh yeah it's Massive. 450 ce and 900 ve for yourself so to multiply that by everyone around you it's ridiculous plus whatever gear you have on to, to boost oh it. yeah it's it's fucking yeah. bonkers that's if Depending on your party composition, there are people around to actually hit with it. This is true, but even just two people is really swell there. That's yeah, man. Me and that Geo. Yeah, but it's me and that 
Yeah, you and that Geo. Or you just have the thing where you have a rune fencer with an EPO go like, ah, you really can't tank much because you don't have one, and then he falls over. So the best part Thanks. to me about EPO is being able to do AN3 and damage and AoE lament. Uh, the Emity is the third best thing in there. The PDT2 is the least of the best parts. It's great, and you use it a lot, and it probably will save yeah. your life, but it is, especially since you're a magic-focused job, it is the least of the things on there I like about it even though it is the reason everyone makes it. Yeah, when I'm not doing dumbass shit with uh, Subtle Blow, um, I actually really like just having AM3 and sitting in a turtle set and still feeling like I have a decent uh, TP rate. But it's like I can, you can still do weapon skills. Seems great. And it's a pretty big deal to do extra damage on Rune because even a crappy Dimmy should be doing 10k and, and like if you're really yeah. decked out. Of course, if you don't have Naame Path B, swapping can be a bit dangerous. So if you're not doing great damage, if you're doing like 2k or missing and you're going to miss your weapon so, skill, don't weapon swap skill. Swap into Hurt Gear and just explode. <laughs> but no, no yeah. Lestradio plus uh, one. Or Lestradio even legs. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because that's why the dancer's just wiping the floor with you at that point. Yeah, yeah man. Even exactly. With, even with Naame from the Dex mod, depending on your attack and stuff, Lestradio might still be the best to use in legs, but we're not going to go there. I don't feel like dealing with that right now, honestly. But Lament was super big against last month's Ambuscade, the Giga, because his Material. big AoE move was fire-based. Or, yeah, not that one, but... Yeah. yeah, whatever the fuck move was they used with his... Muzzling Wallop. Yeah, Muzzling Wallop. I'm glad you remember the name, because it is a solid name. Muzzling Wallop. Uh, three water runes, or even just one in AoE time, because you only get 10 seconds with the plus three coat, it's 15 seconds, relic coat. So you have to really time this very well. You only get, you know, a little more than 10 seconds to have it go off before it wears off, but that'll fill everyone to full and potentially just... I've used it to save lives in magic moves before. And stop their MPs from getting destroyed, too. Yeah, super. it's super important to use, and I never see runes use it. It does take off, as we said, the, the Valashian effect. Well, that would require runes to actually go out and like learn the elemental affinity that some of these TP moves have from these mobs, and that that can't you can't be bothered with that. I mean, they can't even play their own white mages or geos, right? Nothing's more clutch though than when someone's gonna die and you AOE lament and they heal themselves back to full and don't die. I'm here to wear an Epio and only flash and foil. That's how I tank. Why did we lose? I'm doing tanking wrong. Apparently. Why did we lose? This guy's tanking the floor. He doesn't have an F. It's not Epio. It's just. The floor. The floor is doing me in. It's using floor spikes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not trying to talk about this shit like I'm any kind of elitist or anything, but like, I just want this to be something that that people start focusing on with all these shitty tanks running around, that they just don't do anything, and they think that like making an FBO is going to make them amazing tank or something, and it's not true. So I liked Rune a lot, and we're going to talk about Flug because it's just whatever resist stuff. Same reason you have to yep. learn Lament. Um, everything else we talked about. Besides Rake and Gambit being great for lowering resistance to skill chains slash spells slash increasing and, magic and damage, increasing damage, skill chain yeah. damage, you know, stuff like that. Uh, great, we covered that. Great hate spike. I think it's like a thousand per, let's see, actually. Yeah, it's generally going to be free. Like, it's just there for you to use, especially if your runes are about to run out anyway. 640 CE, yes. 1260 VE. So it's a good spike with M80 plus gear in the middle of battle. I've used it as a last resort to get hate back plenty of times. Um, yep. Great for helping your DDs get more damage, but I like Rune with their skill chains. I like Rune because it's not Paladin's gear. My problem is I don't play any other jobs in my inventory space that have that same gear. 
I mean, Dragoon maybe, but not really. There's not really a lot of overlap between Dragoon and Paladin, in my opinion. There's a couple pieces, but not like anything meaningful. It's quite a bit with Thief and Blue. Yeah, Thief, Blue, and Rune uh, for me, which I already was. And even to some extent, Pup has some of those pieces yeah. of gear, whether it's Herc or other light armor pieces, accessories that those jobs all share. Even Dragoon to some extent compared to Dark Knight or Warrior with Paladin. Um, it just fits better in my inventory space. So if I'm not already a Paladin and I want to maximize my inventory space to jobs available uh, and not cripple myself like Fox does where he takes 10 minutes. <laughs> I get, you know how much shit Carrot gives me? I'm going to get another tangent here because you have to change your gear so much and you're, it's a problem for you having to go into the Porter Moogle and stuff manually. She's like, why does it take you three hours to do your, your Odyssey runs? It's ridiculous. And I'm like, you know, just shut up and go away. Because it takes two. It doesn't take three. But still, it's two. It is what it is. I, just, I actually all... play all the jobs. I don't lie about it like some people do. <laughs> it's a Felgard disc. We, we got all... Oh. We all have that one friend that's got all the gear just spread out everywhere. That's how to go well, through. There's only memories of that person. I don't... Yeah, right. I don't have actually that much more gear than a lot of people do. A lot of people just don't realize that like once you get a certain amount, you basically have all jobs gear. But I mean, if it's... I'm... If I'm a pup and a monk, which fits nicely together in some regards, although yeah. it's got monk's got a bit of overlap with not pup besides hand to hand. It's kind of overlaps more with ninja and Sam. And you know, but at that point, rune, blue, thief, core. I mean, all those jobs that are their specific pieces of gear, they all blend together really well as like inventory savers if you want to focus on certain jobs. So like to me, sure. not having power to make sense. Although I have a no chain and I've had it for like five years and my paladin's only level 37. But, yeah, but, there's absolutely no reason to be a, both a rune and a paladin. Like if, if, it, if it fits your inventory is better, don't run into that dumbass problem that I have. I tell people all the time, gear the jobs you want to play. Don't try to play them all though, because it's, it's honestly not even worth it. It's detrimental to the group's time. There's some times where you have to take paladin or rune over the other job, but oftentimes it's just preferred. I mean, some fights, like bows, you don't want to take a rune to. It's just not going to. I mean, you, you could. You could, yeah. but it's going to be interesting. I mean, I like to see the setup for that. That'd be an it's interesting. It's easier one. just to abuse Rampart, though. It'd be easier not to take a rune fence at that point. Unless they're doing Nagling, they could be doing that. They could be doing some damage because. Oh, no, they wouldn't because they're single wielding, and that would suck. I mean, it wouldn't suck. You'd still do it, but it would not be as nice. It's also kind of sad that. Rune doesn't get the TP bonus offhand Magian. Not that it, you know, it needs it, but the difference between blue and rune at that point, besides all the multi-attack from temper and stuff, is essentially that weapon. Can rune use a blurred sword plus one? Mm, let's see. Probably. That wouldn't be a bad offhand. I like the, the 30 regain on the Rikoko as well, besides the strength and weapon skill damage. It's got a lot of attack too, which rune needs, like 43 attack in that sword. Fencer can use a blurred sword plus one. Yeah, and there's no strength on Rikoko, I believe. Just that attack and weapon skill damage four and regain is nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a good sword. I'm just thinking all alternatives. I mean, another sad thing for Rune is that you didn't get Gladys, which has all the regain, which is nice because I like just having the terms cap and stuff on so I have TP to go into battle with. It's just, it, it adds up Honestly, really quickly. I get really sad that uh, Rune wasn't on Sakbata's sword. <laughs> Because of the fast cast or what? I'm all about that phalanx, dude. Ah, oh, the phalanx, that's what it is. Yeah. I get crazy ass phalanx sets on all, all the jobs. I'd sooner. It, honestly, it, it does so much for you. 
I'd personally sooner abandon the Phalanx plus in that weapon than lose my TP or have to swap like that. I just, uh, not me. I would go with that. I'd keep the TP over the Phalanx at that point because you could end up using it for something else, especially like AM3 for you got an EPO or just a little bit more, maybe open air closing a skill chain as opposed to going just hate. Right. Or, yeah, or just hate in general, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's, a, there's very good reason to have it and use it. I just. Aren't you on the, the Deacon Sword or whatever from Archangel? Let's see. Probably. I believe it's, it's a like saber. And if you're already sub ninja, no, you can dual wield them. Not no, a it's saber. a sword. Yeah, it's not a saber. Because if you dual wield them, you get even more phalanx. <sighs> yeah, runes on that, so at least you get phalanx plus four on that. It could be plus nine. That's cure potency, too. You know, did we cover carrying on rune? Oh, fuck no. Because. Something we kind of said it was there, but we ignored it because it's something you kind of no... see. Honestly, room is new, I would but be... I can't find a situation I want to go sub red mage and care on. I can't think of one with the waltzes being uncoupled from each other. I would honestly rather sub dancer on rune and get dual and try to do it that way. Yeah, for one, you get dual wield, right? And then for two, you get waltzes, which interact pretty favorably with like AM3. Um, if you really want to be weird like that, you could try it out this kind of build. And then also you could provide Sama. jump ability haste to the party of, yeah, I mean, it's 5%, but 5% is nice. And that's something you could get away with on rune more than on paladin because you don't want to yep. lose your shield on paladin, but rune still parries. So it's nice how you can build rune that way, even though you don't see it. It's very viable to do that. Yeah. Because not having... You, you get access to a pretty decent amount of waltz plus gear. And plus you can also put on like hurt gear. It's augmented with it too if you want to go super deep. The passion so like, jacket. Yeah, you can hit 50% pretty easy. And just kind of heal people that way that'd be interesting to do that would probably be the most optimal way a rune could do it i would think if you build yeah, that I, set i think it's square pegs and round holes trying to force like Cure. not native healing magic yeah like it's a little easier for a job like a geo or a bard that already have like mage gear that's aligned towards making you it get work. good cure potency gear on rune to some regard that's just not better than bard i'd argue it's maybe no well, you get chaos on bard uh okay that's right but i mean you still get i mean with Maybe not. There's a couple pieces. I'm thinking of the feet from Albumen. The Geo set's kind of janky. The body from Fenrir. But you also get rated plus one on Geo, so... Yeah, but I feel like you would actually lose some some defense doing that, so... Though it's the job building, it's damn near almost instant casts. Yeah, and you get a race Would it be way. worth the changing of the gear constantly to heal? If I had to. Well, you're changing gear constantly to cast Cure. Yeah, so it, we're talking about a situation where you're like strictly forced to cure. How do you want to go about doing it? And I think it's generally healing if you're in that situation, you're probably we're we're in like advanced territory right now anyway. So if you're already in advanced territory, let's go ahead and assume that we have Epios in the situation and you can actually support the TP income in order to actually be able to effectively heal on rune. Um I I'm not advocating that this is a playstyle, but this is something you could probably do. And it's probably a good solo or, or I'd be interested in messing man. around. I, I think it's I think it's probably Earth. fine. It's probably better than going sub Sam. Sub Sam is something I usually have to do in Ambuscade because I'm tanking while DDing and don't want to lose all that defense from using last resort. Otherwise, I typically tend to like in Omen. It's a no brainer because of the uh, circle, but the smite mm -hmm. and the attack boost that Rune needs in order to just go to town with that JA haste and everything and. Kind of whoop some ass. It's also better curing than you would get from sub blue too. Sub blue is just for waking people up when they get slept. Basically, yeah. 
but like being able to actually add like real potency like backed with you know high, high amounts of charisma things like that um i i think that uh that sub dancer is probably going to be your optimal healing situation for, for i will say as far as hate goes maybe um samba would be nice but that's going to be de- what aoe waltz can be divided by everyone there right yeah just like normal care is i think yeah. that blues care is different in terms of enemy generation well you would get uh am- what is it animated flourish i think it is Ooh. Well, oh provoke, my bad provoke is already i forgot bad. Yeah. yeah provoke is already bad so i guess we're gonna use the bad version of provoke the bad version of provoke but i mean in, in an attempt to I, use it you also get the steps so i'd be more interested in, in using the steps to stun no, well, or you're something right. You're right. You're actually right, though. Um, yeah, stuns are important too. Like it's an option that you could you could use. But animated flourish is still basically free, and it's not as bad as like subbing warriors strictly for provoke because you're subbing dancer for other abilities too. It's it, let's not get ourselves like we're not subbing warrior for like ten percent double attack rate or the ability to use defender like sub blue mage for yeah sub blue mage for cocoon. Instead. You forgot defense bonus trade fox. It's like twelve or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you're, you're sacrificing a lot more subbing something awkward like Warrior as opposed to trying to sub something like Dancer. And yeah, Provoke is terrible, and so is Animated Flourish, but at least Animated Flourish is free, and you're also getting something out of a more util... You get more utility out of the sub-job. Utilitarian. Eh, I didn't really want to use the word utilitarian, so I bailed. <laughs> I know, I just... I wanted to bring it back. Bailed out. Yeah. Yeah. Niche shit. Yeah, yeah, because you really don't get that. I mean, there, there, you can definitely. There's a set for curing on rune, but now I'm thinking more about it. It's very jank and shitty. Well, let's put it this way: I have sets for all sorts of different, all sorts of ridiculous <laughs> shit you're Apparently. never going to use, and Apparently. I do not have, I do not have a waltz set on rune. Oh, uh, you know, I need to make a waltz set for thief because it just happens sometimes, you know. And I've uh, not, I've not made it. I feel I, like you I, would get more I use out of it. I feel like you would get more use of a waltz set for Thief than you would a rune. Yes. It was only after the terrible divergences where I decided, that's it, I need this. <laughs> Dude, that was before the pup ones. Oh, man. But the Thief ones. At least pup can tank in that and save the day. What's a Thief going to do against a statue? Die? Uh, TH. I was yeah, trying to edge. get skill chains for magic bursting, but you get hit pretty hard and no one's carrying you. Can I only an edge? No one's carrying anyone else. You can Sanguine Blade. Sanguine Blade. Sub-Warrior on oh, wow. Thief in there. Ooh. Sounds great. I wonder how bad it would Double be. Double Dark, Obies, Archon Ring, Pixie Hairpin. Let's do this. <laughs> now we're really into it. Oh, yeah, dude. I got a Sanguine Blade on set for like every job that can use it. I feel like if you don't have... I mean, because I was going to say if you don't have Epiltry. 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 Whatever the fuck it is. I'm going to have a friend me to pronounce it. I'm not reading it. That's why I call it EPO. Yeah, EPO, EPO, EPIN. If you don't have that and you can make use out of Sanguine Blade, I just feel like there's some. there must be a case for using Sanguine Blade as a new rune. You wouldn't do this as like a, a rune with options, but as a new rune, I feel like there might be some Sanguine Blade usage there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it as a rune with options. <laughs> Shut up, Fox. I feel like there are other options, though, as a new rune, maybe. I know a tier is a thing, but still, you know, there's got to be some use to single blade, a little poke poke, a little HP. I was thinking maybe like a possibly uh, Heal yourself. Kaja sword with some savage blade for a little bit more damage at that point. Well, you know, you got Kaja on, maybe you just got to use single blade sometimes. So that's what I'm saying. Kaja, single blade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something worth trying. Something that's never going to happen because it's dumb. Doesn't matter. Not useful. Yeah. But it's there. I mean, it's always good to be aware of what 
things you can do if they ever come up. So use your tools. You know what I put for the flug merit effect? I put this is not bad, but it's so essay. <laughs> That's it's fair. about right. So the, what that merit does is it gives you an extra one percent chance of resisting an element per um per uh, merit there. But it's also halved against NMs. So actually since we're talking about it, the runits boots have to do modify on. that ability. But I think what people forget, because even for a long time I was like, oh yeah, just I'll equip them when I use them. It's only when they're running a status check. So if you're getting hit with a move or you're trying to resist something. It's not during the activation itself. Yeah, so they have, they have to be on every time. Awful boots. And it sucks too because it, it came out about those boots like right after I made them. <laughs> it, it was like literally like two days after. <laughs> and I got super sad. All this money into those boots that she'll only wear for yeah. a lock style. It's like that's it's like seven mil I could have spent somewhere else. You know, when they existed, Fox, I don't know how viable it was, but those used to be the best evasion feat for Rune. I believe it. 112. It's still evasion. plus three gear. It's still fine. It's just not as good as. I f- honestly feel stuff. like a lot of the plus three gear that doesn't perform a specific function now, whether it's AF, uh, not necessarily relic, but AF especially, it just kind of feels dated at this point. In terms it's of starting what we're to get using. that way. Yeah, it's not as bad as Empyrean plus one. It's mostly I mean, arguments for like accuracy sets and stuff. I feel like we're gonna have this conversation when Empyrean plus three comes out, and God only knows when. Well, when we sit there and, and coo about how great Beastmasters is and how terrible Blues is. Although Blues should be really good. <laughs> but Beastmasters Hopefully, is a coo. Yeah. Beastmasters hasn't even come out and we're cooing about it. I mean, this yeah, will be what? as is. The, the 30th year anniversary? It's 30th year. It's supposed to be coming out. Someday. Within 12 months or so from now. It's coming out Someday. next year. Probably mid to late next year. So, about 12 months. They got to make a content for it, so they got to make an event. supposed to come out this year. No, no, they. Push I have it high back. hopes for almost. I have high hopes for almost every set that they they end up updating with that. I, I think that they're all going to be very good. Last year they said maybe this year, and then this year they said maybe the end of the year, and then now they said next year. So I think next year is at this point of the pushback, pretty definitive. The third time's the charm. Th- third year is the, the charm. I think the problem is, is that the gear is going to be so awesome that there's not going to be any content that we can apply it to. When it was brand new, it was really cool, but it was like yeah. lacking in accuracy or certain things that made it not stand the test of time. Still use a lot of certain yeah. pieces, but... It, accuracy is actually one of the main concerns I have for a lot of the pieces. Like, I really like using the Kumigasape plus one on Beastmaster because it does crazy things to your damage, but it has, like very little accuracy on it compared to a lot of pieces so you have to overcompensate everywhere else in your set and it's just it gets really awkward you know if you're not comfortable with yourself you have to overcompensate otherwise it's all about and how you use your naomi kasape or your whatever yeah whatever kasape for all you and i mean it's only like 20 to 30 less it's only like 20 to 30 less accuracy but i mean if you keep having to make sacrifices everywhere yeah exactly um, but if you keep having to make sacrifices everywhere that are like 20 to 30, it just starts adding up to something really, really huge. So. We're at a point in this game where if you wear a lot of the best sets, they have enough accuracy generally that food will always cover that gap. But I feel there's certain pieces, and especially on a job like Rune, where there's times where you're missing a lot or you're finally meeting enough accuracy to not be missing a lot, even with this newer gear, that they're still making these sacrifices we're not at the point where we can make them comfortably without changing buffs or something like that. So they've actually balanced that really well with everything. Yeah, it used to be where if you were completely turtled up, you 
didn't have that much accuracy. But you had the, uh, the damage taken, but not the accuracy. And now it's starting to go where you have a little bit more accuracy to get by. The flexibility we have now is great, and these fights they've made for Odyssey Tier 3, with the exception of Tier 4, which is really cool if you're struggling, um, but not really cool when you just, you know, face floor them. Uh, but the Tier 3s are very interesting in having this flexibility to change gear around and make certain things possible. So, have we finished, gentlemen? Yeah, I think we've covered just about everything we want to cover. Do you have any stories before we goes on? Uh, no, I think I all the all the good ones throughout the podcast i didn't know if you had any le- raw enthusiasm left <laughs> uh no probably not <laughs> it happens well, the best of us once we reach the end of the gauntlet is recording one of these yeah uh, what is this another, another fucking iron man yeah it's another three hours man fuck my life um okay so thank you for coming on and providing your insight zon and thank you for asking to come on and um, for anyone wondering why we didn't give Zahn the normal, um, you know, this guy wrote the Puppet Master Guide, therefore he is the expert of all things that we don't understand because he lives this job like Eric's or um, even Yatnar's extent here is because Zahn provides that insight that I don't know if we really touched on enough in this episode because I was busy enjoying the idea of ruining my head so much that I smothered it in the cradle here. But Zahn provides that new kind of player aspect of insight that Fox and I don't have to the job and can't necessarily relate to people who are interested in Rune with as much or uh, the newer Rune experience because we didn't experience Rune in a new way because we already are Runes. So the game has changed since that point too. So Zahn was here to help provide that extra insight and counterbalance. And I appreciate you coming to do that, Zahn. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, that was definitely what I was looking forward to coming into this i know when we spoke about before it was like hey let's look at this more of a progression like hey what does a new room fencer want to know how's he going to some of these things and what were some of the things that were overlooked as time went on especially coming up and you wrote a very nice outline but we kind (laughs) of didn't treat it like a funk outline Yeah, we just kind of deviated off of it funk and yacht went line by line that's true they held us to it too hey they did funk is uh He's the mom in this relationship between us, Fox. That's true. Mom works. (sighs) So, if anyone wants to, please join the Discord so you can end up like Zahn here, reconsidering your life choices. Uh, Or email us like Abject if you have any questions about Balsamic, explaining haste like you're five, PDF, not wanting to come on certain jobs, or when your OnlyFans slash boots and your your brushes and stuff are done, you can always send an email. Or just have a question. The Discord generally gets the most questions. A lot of people just do it in the Discord and don't email us. But I like when we get the emails. It's true. Because then we get to talk about them. I don't like the Discord. There's so much stuff going. We have like 12 channels now. <laughs> there's a lot of channels in there. And they're all of them are essentially used. I appreciate Someone like Carrot posting in the FFXI questions uh, thread instead of just posting in general or uh, Funk posting in the feedback one instead of just posting in general or podcast. You know, those they all get used appropriately, which I appreciate that everyone <laughs> everyone doesn't just use general. The general gets used sometimes the least. So the the, the FXI help and the uh, the math mechanics one, those ones are kind of like fire bleeding into each other. 
yeah, they're they're bleeding into each other at all times. Yeah, but I expect that a little bit. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, a lot of it just gets us there, and I can't. We can't like you know go through it while we're doing it, or I mean, I could pick some aside, but that's oh man, work. when we first started doing this, when we first started doing this, I actually did move posts around. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm not going to do that anymore. I feel like you guys lose posts that like they occur like Wednesday when it comes to Saturday for you guys. Oh, they're gone. It's like oh yeah, it's complete. Not even memory though. It's like uh, someone said oh, yeah. something about that. Yeah, I love our Discord. I've never had such a good XI Discord. And you know yeah, why? Because it's, it's not Reddit. And I try to read as much of it as possible. It's just I'm, I actually do other things. Like, it always looks like I'm online, but it doesn't mean that I'm looking at Discord. So. And for how oh, much I... I'm talking it up, the people who like the Reddit Discord, which I don't know how you could, nothing good goes on there ever. Uh, almost nothing gets said there generally. But those people that join that would not last in this one. Not that it's a hostile place, but it's just not going to be for you but i think for most people it's for them yeah. i think we're uh are you gonna sing a song what, what, what? Huh? no, <laughs> what? no. Say, sing no. a song Just sing us out oh sing us out uh, i don't have my blue peas up here oh wait oh, hold on can't stop addicted to the blue peas where's the drop i talk with npc choose not the life of reddit dissertation i choose thief to buy a better weapon yeah we're done yeah let's end this all right, later, guys.